0: All right, Howlers, let's get howling. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content.
1: Don't be a pixie.
0: Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire first trilogy of Red Rising.
2: This is Cross, and I'm PJ, and we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. Think of us as your drunk weekly book club. If you haven't been
3: able to tell already, uh, we didn't start out the podcast. Some other people (laughs) did. So uh, let's get into introducing (laughs) them.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's very <laughs> exciting. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to do a wrap up of the entire original Red Rising trilogy. Today, we've got some excellent guests. Of course, if you've recognized them from their intro that they did for us, we've got Ben and Aaron from HowlerPod. We're super excited to have you both. Yo.
1: What's up? Words and Whiskey. <laughs>
2: Thanks Woo! for having us, guys. Yeah. It's the tequila I've already special. already
1: <laughs> I've already had like a whole lot of fun, so i I don't know where we'll go from here. But
2: we've just been swearing off air. That's been <laughs> the whole yeah. thing so far. We've been swearing and sh- swearing. Yeah, it's been a really good start. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having us you know you're kind of taking us out of our hiatus yeah. here so we're happy it's to very exciting
2: i'm very <laughs> glad that you said yes to us taking out of your hiatus because i was like "Ooh, this will be nice just kind of insert it right in inside of uh everything else that's going on so we're we're very glad to have you um i know that part of the reason for the hiatus of course was the test that you're taking is that next month or is it soon
1: well there's six uh i'm uh trying to be a licensed architect. Right now I'm an architectural designer. So there's 6 tests to be licensed and I've passed 4 out of 6. So I have 2 more. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take one like in a couple weeks, but because like the weather got nice and I got vaccinated.
2: <laughs> After the last year, get outside, please.
1: I was like, I can't stay inside and study. Like it's hot girl summertime. So bad, yeah. I'm I'll I'll take my next test probably in October. So I have five years. It's fine.
2: <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Well, sweet. So Jeez. what we're going to start off with, we'll we'll talk about the podcast and some of the other things like that afterwards. But before we generally start with what we're drinking. So, PJ, I'll let you lead off. What are you having today? I have I,
3: I <laughs> we decided we were going to do ah, a little la, la. <laughs> words. I've already had a bunch of tequila. Uh, we decided <laughs> we were going to do tequila today. So I uh, I decided to do a type of margarita called an Italian margarita, three ounces of orange juice. Two ounces of tequila, an ounce of amaretto, and an ounce of lime juice. Um, also, so.
1: PJ's got the fanciest fucking glass. Like I do. We're we're in a we're in an empty room in Kansas, and PJ's over here flashing his fancy. What is that's not? It's not a coupe. What is that?
3: It's a margarita okay. glass. That's
1: but margarita it's like glass. with the like fancy top on it.
3: Yeah. I think yeah. that's just. Well, like oh, a I put margarita out of. I
0: put I don't like know. when a I get sugar the beeritas,
1: <laughs> they don't come in that. Okay. Fair enough. PJ's fancy.
2: PJ is <laughs> fancy. I'm
3: the PJ's fancy hot girl summer. I I will take that. I will embody hot girl summer.
1: <laughs> Cross, what are you drinking?
3: Hi, uh, what are you chasing
2: yours with, PJ? Oh, uh, following up with
3: I've got fourteen Buck Chuck from Burnham Brewing out of Michigan City, Indiana. So nice, same brewery as. Wait, last you're week.
1: chasing a margarita with a beer? I am. Yeah, we generally we Why always follow just it up stick,
2: with a beer, which
3: is you like, stick the beer
1: in it, and then it's a beerita.
3: I don't think that would be that good.
0: <laughs> I, don't think,
3: <laughs> I don't think this beer would work that well. For Did it. you
0: not listen to that? Like nice recipe that he just gave it sounds like you'd ruin that with beer
1: i don't know beer's good
0: <laughs> Beer's good tequila's good what's i mean they're
3: double good just let them mix them.
0: up in the stomach that's fine
2: right right it's all gonna be okay <laughs> by the
3: end of
0: the, the episode shaker. it might
2: not be okay but we'll we'll see <laughs> I, to answer your question, Aaron, I am having, Jesus Christ, I've already forgotten, a Juan Collins, uh, which is a Tom Collins, but instead with tequila and kind of uh, flavored in the way that you might think of a margarita. It's an ounce and a half of tequila, ounce of lemon juice, half ounce of simple syrup, three to five ounces of club soda, um, and then adorned with a nice little lemon wedge. I've lost all my ice at this point, but it... It looked really good. You know, in the your
1: your glass isn't up to par, but the lemon oh wedge really kind of elevates yeah, you a little it bit. It does
2: elevate it. You're really it taking sure. me down for
0: the... <laughs> the <last
1: set. laughs> Man, we're just country bumpkins over here. Why don't you tell them what we're drinking, Ben?
0: <laughs> we're drinking, um, you know, something of our own creation. It's called a Terramana Squirter because we're 12.
2: <laughs> yes yes we were talking about squirt last night <laughs> we were
0: <laughs> we were literally just talking about squirt so it's like probably two ounces of tequila
1: Terramana tequila by Dwayne the rock johnson aka my boyfriend
0: the unofficial sponsor of howler pod you can put some we do about an ounce of lime juice and then some squirt
1: squirt soda
0: you gotta put some squirt in it, which is and the can best. you
1: tell my nails match the Decal Did you do that intentionally? <laughs> it's also podcast? a mini can. I don't have giant hands. This is just a mini can.
2: It feels like you planned that.
1: Squirt.
3: <laughs> so I, I do have to say the reason we were just talking about this was tequila drinks, and not to take away from your creation, but that is <laughs> a paloma.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It pretty no, much. Yeah. Is. It's grapefruit soda.
3: Yeah. Yep right
1: and I've had Palomas made by bartenders like at restaurants and I'm like this shit has nothing <laughs> on squirt True.
3: oh I completely agree with you squirt is the best choice
2: <laughs> without a doubt so are you guys chasing with anything or just uh, tackling the the Tara oh my god Tara terra, terra, Tara tar, Mana you.
1: family ah
2: uh,
0: yes <laughs> family life tequila <laughs>
1: We we like worship the rock, just so you know. It's fine.
0: Everything's fine. That's awesome. That's such a great side fact. I'm so excited,
1: you guys. I don't think I've been drunk at three o'clock on a Saturday in a while.
3: Well, we're here to drag you out here. We're element, just getting so. started. It's gonna
1: be a fun night.
2: We, we, we've got a couple of hours to go yet, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how everything shakes out. Okay, cool. So very very excited, of course, to have you guys on. I wanted you guys, just in case um, some of our listeners haven't heard, to kind of give the the quick top level pitch of uh, of Howler Pod to the folks um, who haven't listened to your show, who
0: obviously should be if they're at all interested in what we do. Sure. Yeah. So we're similar to you guys in that we're a book club, except it's just a book club for fucking howlers, and we like to get wild, and we do. Rereads of all the books. Um, So we've done all five so far. We read five or six chapters at a time, break them down, um, do an analysis, talk about our five favorite things. We call it the prime five. And then we've also done, I think it was like 22 character studies on um, different characters. So we break it out and do a single episode on a character or a couple characters at a time.
1: We also, um, we've interviewed Pierce Brown, My best friend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: We interviewed Um, the man himself and...
1: We interviewed him when he was on tour for Dark Age. Right. And then uh, we've interviewed a few others, including like Piera Ford, who is a huge YouTube star and even movie star, but a huge fan of reading. And who else have we interviewed?
0: Some other, you know, howlers from their howler universe.
1: We also were famous because <laughs> we're we're on one of the cards in the new Red Rising board game. Thanks to our friend Miles Banksy, who is one of the uh, artists. Yes, Bensky.
0: So, Bensky, yes.
1: Miles Bensky, who is one of the artists. <laughs> I always say Banksy. Obviously, <laughs> well,
0: he does a really but good job. He's got name. a very like
2: hard edge to to a lot of what he draws, um, which I I really like. Oh, Miles is the
1: shit. He's also super fun to hang out with.
2: Oh, he's so great oh, to
1: talk to. we've also interviewed Zef Hawaiian just because we wanted to get some free food. No, just <laughs> kidding. But um, he's in LA and uh, he has a fancy as fuck food truck, but he's a huge fan of the series. So that was a fun interview as well.
2: Yeah, Zef actually pitched me an episode the other day that we're going to be doing at the end of Dark Edge. Uh, PJ nice. doesn't know yet. Um, but Okay, full
1: disclosure, I haven't received any barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: no he, logan's called about it
2: he was like he call won him up e- i want an episode with you guys and i was like okay, nice I'll, I'll make sure I'll, yes. I'll definitely i'll definitely call him out for you
0: L- logan's a maniac but i love he him he's amazing yeah he's,
3: i i think we should fly out there for it <laughs> yeah. that'd be pretty fun
1: <laughs> we we, could- we need to have a moot where we all go and eat barbecue
0: <laughs> yeah HowlerCon. what's happening
1: no but like the, the podcast host.
0: Oh, the podcast yeah, host.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. We, the hill yeah. Reaper folks have kids, but other than that, I think... yeah the Do they both have kids? I thought just one uh, of them... I think
1: they
0: both do. Yeah.
1: I think oh, they shit. Both dads? yeah Dads. Dads, dads howl- can travel. It's okay. <laughs> right,
2: right. The Howler dads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't give the children tequila, probably. <laughs> probably <That's> not. not
0: <laughs> do not endorse that. <laughs> 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 so
2: yeah fant- fantastic so if anyone hasn't listened to it it's great yeah the i i the only thing for me is that i can't i haven't been able to let pj listen to any episodes because yeah of course there's spoilers for the entire thing but for the first part of it it's really just through iron gold and then afterwards is when yeah dark age right. after say, after I mean, we read dark age
1: also right. pj i realize it's like the format of your podcast but you should catch the fuck up
3: i <laughs> <laughs> I think Cross really, like, <laughs> loves loves so making me wait for things. It's
2: so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's
3: really, really frustrating.
2: I but. left him on the scene when Severo died and didn't let him read the end for an entire week.
0: Oh, was incredible. Hilarious. Mm. Wow.
1: When one of my coworkers was just messaged me on our Microsoft Teams, like, I fucking hate Cassius. <laughs> and I'm like, what where are you? Where she's like, she's like, he always like, he always betrays Darrow. I can't believe it. And I was like, oh, what just happened? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, she sent me screenshots of that. And I was like, oh, she must have just read him killing Severo.
1: And then and then she messaged me back just kidding so <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, that's like the exact path that happened with kyle uh, he yeah. literally he put the book down for a full day though and he was like i don't know if i can finish this yeah a whole day. that's so so, so intense well for him so you know, long <laughs> he read the whole thing in five days like it was <laughs>
1: oh damn yeah, he,
2: he couldn't stop it was it was ridiculous Anyway, PJ, you need
1: therapy after that. That's
3: impressive. Yeah, what I was gonna say is like those two moments are so close to each other, but I was separated by so long that it seems so much more dramatic. And I, I'm wondering how much of that like influences what I think of the book or what I think of the moments um, compared to if you're just reading it straight through. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit last episode. Just the differences in. How I'm perceiving this
0: book, just really digging into everything. I think um, there's a lot of people that take that pause after that moment, though. You know, yeah, i have that yeah, some so many, many don't pick that, it back up. Right, I've seen that so many places.
1: <laughs> Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> PJ, you're you're done with Morning Star.
0: Yep. Yep. We're
3: okay. done With the trilogy. <laughs> yeah
2: so yeah we're, we're good <laughs> like, we're good through Morningstar. we're not going to talk about yeah. iron gold pj's read the intro iron to iron gold, gold now i'll try it, but, yeah. i mean
1: they all kind of like are one thing in my brain so <laughs> i tried i was reading the like synopsis of Morningstar, and ben was like you can't remember Morningstar." i was like i just want to make sure i don't go into iron gold on accident yeah
2: just whatever you do don't talk about apple and we'll be
0: fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> Apple. Mm-hmm. I Apple's feel like left the out. rock to me. I was going to say don't get her started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we literally can't
2: get you started because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, man, that moment actually I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of very early feedback from the episode that came out on Thursday. People were like, you didn't you guys weren't upset that like we weren't revealed the perspective from Darrow or that this was so like hidden because a lot of people are actually, frankly, feel a little bit cheated by that one individual moment because Darrow doesn't you know, he's hiding. He's lying to himself and therefore lying to us about right. kind of the the things that are going on in that moment.
1: And by Darrow, you mean Pierce Brown? Yes,
2: correct. <laughs> correct. Pierce Brown is directly lying to us. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit, but I was curious as to what your guys' thoughts were.
0: Yeah, we parsed we, through that a little we bit. We talked
1: about it on the podcast where I was like, "That was, I, I'm I along for everything Pierce Brown does, including all the fucking crazy shit that I can't talk about in Dark Age. But that was one time where I was like, how dare you? Like, he... he And we talked about this. He goes into Darrow's inner thoughts from the -hmm. protagonist's viewpoint, obviously. And he's having these fake feelings about Severo dying. And I was like, that's dirty.
0: I don't know if it's necessarily fake feelings. There's definitely like misleading one or two misleading sentences. Mm -hmm. But when I was remembering us going back and parsing through it, like it wasn't as egregious as I thought it was going to be. But it it definitely dir- it there's dirty. definitely like misleading lines where he's thinking about something. In like, how context. do how do
1: all my friends keep dying? Like, right. I I'm the catalyst, right. and all my friends dying. But, that's but he's not fucking dead, and he knows it.
0: But that's also a thought that he has throughout Morningstar. Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of a theme that he carries throughout Morningstar. Is my th- my friends are dying, my friends are dying.
1: So maybe he's like method acting, and he's <laughs> that's just really, exactly yeah.
0: what I was thinking. He's really
1: getting into the character. <laughs> but the problem is, even if you were method acting, your your inner thoughts that he would always know. That Sever wasn't actually dead.
0: Right. He does hide that aspect from us, for sure. Mm-hmm. So
1: that was dirty. And I I was suspicious. I didn't believe Sever was dead. I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Just because I was like, <laughs> I don't trust you. This is weird.
3: One of the things we mentioned in that in that breakdown was the fact that there was no sort of postmortem or obituary or anything in Darrow's head. Right. Which there good. would be. Yeah. There was with every other major character death. But also there's sort of the precedence from Pierce Brown to to hide information from the reader for dramatic effect. Like think about first book with the with the horses, the dead horses, Mm -hmm. like that entire plan was completely shielded from the reader to let it sort of play out as it was happening. And I think uh, I think that was sort of the the approach he was taking there in, in a similar reason um but there there was a little bit of uh misdirection which i
0: think sure. it's fair to say that it was a little cheap but i think it <laughs> it worked out definitely and it it totally works as a reader once you know the ending you know but
1: yeah and uh, it's in in five books it's the only time he's lied to us
0: <laughs> i don't know about that but well <laughs> <Yes>. like directly <laughs> <laughs> fair fair i like pj's point though that the fact that darrow's not you know like writing the obituary in his head as he's like laying there that should be a clue to us as a reader mm-hmm. that maybe this this is a little different you know
3: and i'm i will say i wasn't that suspicious of it it was all yeah. sort of retrospect thinking about it
0: yeah that, that oh, I, really I definitely did took it Hook line and it sinker for a time. I was, yeah, yeah, I was fully.
1: I had the benefit of Ben had already read it, so I was like, "He's not really dead, is he?" And Ben's like, "Keep reading." <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. What do you say? Like, I know, he's all just the like, time, just Keep reading. Things, I don't know He goes, "I don't know." You have to keep reading. I'm like, "See, then I know."
2: We we don't <laughs> generally do videos for the podcasts because I, then I can hide my reactions when PJ says things. Um, which is important because there are a number of times where he just nails something and I just go, I'll just lean back in my chair, hit mute on my microphone and go, what the fuck? How did you (laughs) predict that? How did you guess that? (laughs) And we get a lot of messages from some of our, our our fans and stuff like that, which is like PJ is Nostradamus. Like, how does he just pick this shit out of the air?
3: I get
1: things wrong all it. the he time forgets too. that's
2: about it. <laughs> that's but the true. other part is like you See, don't remember your predictions. <laughs>
1: yeah, Cross. This is why we need PJ to read so that he can tell us what's going to happen in book six.
3: Oh, I am. I am the oracle. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that on now we're fucking talking <laughs> the Oracle like of this Delphi idea. we PJ.
2: need That's pj we do need pj <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah there, there was the prediction where uh in the end cassius will like work together with darrow and like the blood feud will be over and all that i said that at the beginning of the book the- in, completely fucking he started, started the
2: third book before it was in our Deadpool. So we, I, w- I was just asking PJ I was like predictions for everyone who's going to die or live in the last book yeah. and he came out with that as his reasoning being like Cassius is going to turn code against the society and betray and become brothers again wow. in and I was like what the fuck. And I just <laughs> I hit mute on my microphone and I just sat there and I let PJ continue ranting and I just like put my head in my hands and I was like this could be really bad for the podcast. <laughs> like, if Going to run the whole podcast, man. Yeah,
3: out of my brain. Completely forgot I (laughs) guessed that.
1: (laughs) So, PJ, how how do you not like? I I'm a spoiler queen. I'm like before I even read the book, I'm googling for spoilers. Like how how do you not see anything, or how do you not search for anything?
3: Very carefully removing myself and isolating myself from uh, communities that deal with it. So I haven't been a part of.
2: Well, I manage social media. Yeah, cross you with all the
3: social media. (laughs) Yeah, I I joined the the Red Rising subreddit early on and immediately took myself off of it. I'm like, fuck this! I'm I'm going to spoil myself this way. Right. But I I've always sort of held the the idea that I want the most like natural like experience possible i won't even watch like movie trailers
2: yeah we're we're a weird our friends are very strange we don't watch movie trailers Same. we don't go in with anything outside of like bland synopses to things so that like we get a very pure experience and mm-hmm. one of our friends has cited this said um from early on and i've also done this to a number of my other friends which is also why we have a podcast in the first place because i drag people into shit all the time that's my personality. I dragged Aaron into HowlerPod, so we get it. Same.
1: (laughs) Thanks, man.
2: Bioshock. I loved the game Bioshock and I was like 11 or 12 or whatever, and I went over to my buddy Tim's house and I was like, all right, so if you're going to play this, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. We're turning off the lights. It's going to be a dark room like a theater experience, and you're going to be scared shitless. And he just played it for like 10 hours straight, and it was the best experience of his life, and I ruined him now. He doesn't watch trailers. He doesn't read (laughs) anything anywhere about anything. We have to, like, in our Discord channels, we have to spoiler it if it relates to any piece of media that he might watch. Yeah, that we know. It's it's ridiculous, but it's <laughs> yeah. that's that's like the level Man. of extent. I was gonna of say like, now, I think you created we a diva. Go to. Uh, we've created. <laughs> I've accidentally created like four divas. <laughs> yeah, we
3: we refer to ourselves as Team No Hype
0: for that reason.
1: <laughs> team No, hype. dude.
0: Actually, that's fucking really great for 2021. Honestly, because everything gets overhyped. Exactly. You know.
1: I yeah. live the opposite. I read the last page of the book. I'm The
0: only thing I've ever really spoiled myself on hardcore was like the Star Wars movies, the new ones coming out. And I That's like That's cuz
1: you have like you could be emotionally crushed if it was bad.
0: True. But same. also just I like to see where the story is going and then see how the filmmakers like get there. I think ben and and I, I enjoy are the that same aspect person. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just different, and I'm like, I like
1: the Star Wars movie. They were fun. Yeah,
0: lightning Fingers.
1: Lightning Fingers, Palpatine. <laughs> oh wait, spoiler! Like Light, Lightning Fingers is in it.
2: I don't. Think <laughs> that, I mean, that at fine. this point, if it's if it's more than like 20 years, you're fucked. So yeah, I, I think I think it's fair at this point. Sick. All right. So, anything else you guys wanted to talk about with your podcast, or anything that you guys are planning or thinking of right
0: now? Um, yeah, just you can check us out. We've got I think there's, you know, 83 episodes or something like that. So if you've read the series and you feel like you want to dive deeper, that's where we're, you know, ready to go for you.
1: You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy, <laughs> HowlerPod We're HowlerPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us at com. That's H-O-W-L-E-R-P-O-D.com
0: definitely w, if
3: you're that's great yeah w w, w definitely w. there's the kansas
0: accent right there yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly
1: yeah.
0: w <laughs> w if you're on instagram definitely follow us because aaron's a meme queen so I she's was. Got <laughs> fire memes uh red rising memes all the time
1: ben ben came up with Ben Ben finds all the videos. So if it's moving, it's Ben. Probably. But if it's photoshopped, it's me.
0: But I'll always give her a meme idea, then she just improves it by twenty five percent. Or I'll be like, time.
1: that's stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a rule if you don't get it and immediately like I don't get it. Yeah, then it doesn't mm-hmm. go on.
1: And he account. shuts down like a lot of mine too. We're we're a team. I'm more weird. I'm like I'm like a fucking clown over here. Ben's like no one can follow wherever that meme went in your head.
2: I feel like our teams have similar aesthetics because PJ is the weird clown that just he was the one who was like I want Grimace decapitated but Grimace from McDonald's or whatever on an image and I was like alright we'll find that. an artist who will do
4: it.
3: Like, figure it out.
2: Love it. it, was, it was Keep
3: the weird
1: man. Nighty
0: night Grimace. It's
1: <laughs> spelled Neither differently, but it's the same,
0: right? And yeah, we'll eventually be back. We're gonna come. We're planning a come back sometime this year. We're, we're trying to see what to, Pierce is doing. It sounds like we're not gonna have a book this year for sure. Maybe not until. You Do know. you
1: see his latest? Oh, PJ did. I
0: did. Yeah, no, PJ did not. But I told yeah. him indirectly. Yeah, I mean, we're
2: trying to like plan whatever we're going to do post Red Rising, but part of that is also trying to figure out where book six slots in eventually. Right. So it's like we have to, we don't want to pick like a new big series to take on. So it's like, how many one off books do we just like tag in here until we, yeah. we
0: get to book six? I would be pretty surprised if we see it by, I mean, like, I feel like January 2022 is like best case scenario at this point. I'm
2: thinking spring 2022. Spring. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dark Age is going to take us until September. So. Yeah. PJ's fucked is all I'm saying. He's, got a, he's taking Sorry, like 60 PJ. pages a week which yeah. is nuts.
1: It's, You're not going to like it.
2: I'm used to it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Dark Age is I'm, a different kind of abuse, my man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a different book than I've ever read in my entire <laughs> yeah. life I would say. Right. I'm. No I'm spoilers. excited for it. No spoilers
1: I, but I had a really hard time reading it the first time and Ben had to be like you need to fucking finish it because we have to record a podcast. It took me and six months. I was like, months. I can't. I can't finish it. I'm sad.
2: <laughs>
3: it's going to take me six months too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it will take you like four months, three
1: months. <laughs> but I will say second and third time I read it, I liked it a lot more because yep. yep. I wasn't. I'm more cold hearted now. I have no feelings.
2: <clears throat> have you guys read the pre cool comics yet? I have. Yeah.
0: She has not.
1: I have not. I don't really Curious. understand comics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, that's acceptable. It's a weird medium. I like, like them. Um, I wasn't... I'll honestly say it. I was not a huge fan of the art style. You get so many descriptions of these
2: brutal moments inside the books, and the description lets you kind of paint how wide the image is in your head. And when you see an image of it, it just kind of falls flat because you're like, yeah, that's exactly... Yeah. Okay, like, that dude's head is over there on the wall. Neat. You yeah, know, paint the action. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. just like how a, a movie or a TV show, It's it's always less satisfying than reading because there's no way any medium could come up with what we come up with in our own heads.
3: I think I have you un- know like a a reasoning now why I never really dug into reading. I don't think I think visually. Mm-hmm. Like very rarely do I actually see pictures in my head. It's all just like breaking down the description of the words. You are a scientist. Um I it's, it's such a <laughs> Such a strange way to like, strange to try to describe it. But I, I don't really see imagery when I'm reading at all.
1: Do you have, do you have voices? Like, do you read the characters in different voices in your head?
2: You definitely have voices. Hmm. You yeah. also now see yeah. images with Pierce Brown and Blake Crouch. Well, you see, you've you've talked about like how you imagine like shots happening. Like it's a movie.
3: Well, I, I, I can imagine that's, how I would set imagery. up the shot.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I think that's okay, one of fair. the things that Pierce fair. Brown just fair. does so well is that he almost like forces you to create that imagery and that cinematic moment in your head. Mm-hmm. That's, it's already I mean,
1: basically a movie.
3: I don't know if you guys talk about it all the time, but we talk about Like every fucking episode, we talk about the the uh, cinematic adaptation and what it's going to look like.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What it'll eventually look like whenever it happens.
1: It better have a big budget
2: from now. Uh, Yeah. If it happens 20 years from now and it has the budget it needs. Cool. Like
1: I just remember what did we what was the one we I think it was the magicians. Yeah. yeah we liked the book and then i mean i, did I didn't like the book Sorry. i didn't <laughs> i liked the first or second i don't know it got a little rapey at one point and oh, i didn't wow. like that yeah and I think then that
2: was book two. yeah
1: <laughs> i was like that was fucking weird and then the show came out and i was like oh i guess i kind of like the book so i watched it, it was so terrible that, and i was like,
0: that that protagonist yeah that protagonist was just too, too emo too for gloomy, me yeah, yeah. I'm i mean i like emo. i
1: like magic so
0: i am too but that guy just could not like i'm i'm an emo mo but I was gonna say, well
1: you I'm don't gonna need like, to get least, more emo i've
0: yeah. got at least 5 blink 182 shirts like right here <laughs> like
2: some mychem stuff I respect like it.
0: this is this is a whole closet <laughs> of emo there's something about what's his name quentin coldwater i just like i just like don't like this guy yeah, yeah. yeah
1: there's <laughs> also like after a while you need to like figure shit out and grow and yeah. not just right. be a sad right. boy all the time. Like right. Ephraim was, Oh shit. <laughs> PJ. <laughs> <God damn it.
0: laughs> Good yeah, catch! That was nice. Good work! Good job! I'm proud uh, of you. Actually, who's
1: who's? That? PJ, PJ doesn't
2: know that Ephraim is in the next story because we talked about the intro. I guessed and we talked it. About the four characters. Hey, PJ's in guess Morningstar
0: it. too. Technically, he is. So he is.
2: I, I made PJ make a prediction. He's like, he's in an orange, and I was like, no, <laughs> but okay.
1: Yep, he's an orange. It made, made sense to guess he
3: was an orange. <laughs> Oranges are engineers. This was dealing with the <laughs> the fucking elevator, wishing that he could fix it. So,
1: <laughs> yep, actually. Ephraim is the True. elevator operator.
2: It's a crazy story.
1: Take back Sunday
2: joke. We're good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God.
3: What level, sir? I feel I, I'm pretty sure every time we have a guest on for a wrap up episode, I get spoiled for one character. Last time oh it God. was Tib from the uh, Sons of Aries Discord channel who uh, spoiled the existence of Holiday. Because harmony and holiday uh, apparently shit. keep getting mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough.
1: Wait, who's holiday? <laughs> is she also an elevator operator?
3: She is an elevator operator. Yes,
1: dude. Elevators play a huge role in Iron Gold. A lot of elevator. <laughs> <theme>. Surprisingly,
0: yes. <laughs> is that? And the I'm new
1: talking theme? old, like the it's old, timey like 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 she wears like a hat. <laughs> crank what floss like,
3: like a purple suit with a little name what? tag <laughs>
1: yeah it's a big part of it
3: like very be grand budapest hotel sort of <laughs> yes. aesthetic i'm
2: dying this is amazing okay <laughs> so let's talk about like our favorite book in the trilogy in general obviously there's there's a whole thing i actually made a mistake last podcast in my ordering of the books um mentally but it's it's fine there's a lot of them. Yeah. What? <laughs> right. Right. Many. What did you do? Red Rising is definitely my least favorite book in the series. Oh. I don't know why I said Morningstar was my least favorite. Red Rising is my least favorite, but it's still in probably my top 25 books. Like it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Cross we can fight, but Red Rising is my favorite.
2: It's Kyle's favorite too, but I it's fine. It's okay it's okay to be wrong.
1: <laughs> I just like the first book and I <laughs> Uh, I like meeting characters, yeah. and I also really like the institute. What well,
0: and- she's trying to say is she's basic as fuck. You like Hunger Games? Okay, got it.
1: <laughs> I Next. I do like Hunger Games. I do like Hunger Games very much. The book. I mean,
2: did you like uh the Ballad of Songs, Songbirds and Snakes? Is that what it is? The the prequel? Did you? You I read didn't it? read it. I didn't haven't read,
1: that. read that yet. No. I didn't. I haven't either. I didn't know that existed I'm not until this Games moment. It's, it's
2: from it's from uh it's from uh Snow's perspective when he's like a an, an adult, a freshman. I heard adult. about that. Yeah. Oh, it's, I heard
1: about it and I was like, I don't care interesting. about
2: interesting. I don't know if it was necessary, but it was it was, it was good. It's fine. Yeah. I'll probably not Good call.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, the Hunger Games as a concept is great. I love like a gladiatorial style. I like children killing
1: children. I'm all for that. Like, why not sure. cornucopia murders? That's cool.
0: I think Pierce Brown time. just turned that up to eleven. You know, right? And in Red Rising, yeah. yeah. I do keep. I, I I keep
3: saying it. I I don't know how much of it actually makes it into episodes, but um. AJ, <laughs> at the I, I really the editors, want <laughs> the. Uh, I want the Academy in sort of the same style as the Institute written out. And I understand the reason for the departure and sort of skipping over it narratively, but I think it'd be really cool to see that written in the, in the same style as the Institute
0: was. Um, Cause there's a lot of content that could be there. Totally agree. I think that would be a place that would be ripe for the TV show to explore. Like instead of having that two year gap, Putting the Academy in there as a full season. Just make
1: it longer. Yeah. And as long as possible. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, I think that would be awesome. I agree. And
1: I fucking love space battles.
0: Exactly. That's like why we're here. We love space battles.
1: We're here for the space battles.
2: So I I definitely agree like just more please and I totally agree with you I think that that is the place where the TV show would exist and could add a little bit more there for sure I also think that in Morningstar each part would almost be or each maybe you put you shoehorn two parts together but all two parts if you put two parts together that's a season of that book like you wouldn't just do that over one season you do it over two yeah because there are moments there that you need to you need to sit in a little bit longer
0: right Th- this is not a spoiler but i feel like the tv show honestly should just be the first three books like them trying to adapt iron gold dark age into a book would just be into, ma- just, i mean into a tv show sorry would just be massive and i think that you could adding in like the academy maybe mm-hmm. adding in
1: a, more sons
0: a sons of aries element where you've got dancer being a more prominent character or something like that. Um, you could really, you know, you could get five or six seasons out of that pretty easily.
2: I, I was going to say, you probably have five seasons at the very least with the yeah. original plus the Academy. Yeah. Um, the original trilogy. And then if, if it goes well, you would do the sequel yep. series.
1: We should probably write the show. <laughs> Like the four of us, I've Love been it. doing
2: screenwriting for a bit now, so like it's cool, it's cool.
1: I haven't, but I'm I'm here for the uh, female perspective.
2: You Perfect, need I, I need it at the. And first. I I'm here to say more. I'm here to say that.
1: I'm here to say more Mustang and more Victra.
2: And Aaron is our first female guest, so
1: what's up? I'm also here to say, who's holiday?
0: <laughs> she's in the <laughs> <laughs> you're okay
1: <laughs> I oh honest God. like spoilers are hard for me because I don't know when things happen like just that
2: 10 year time gap just don't talk about anything after the 10 year time uh, yeah. gap iron gold Which like one?
1: splits in half for me in my mind and absorbs into morning star and dark age like it's not really a book <laughs> <laughs> It just, like, is part of the whole thing. So, sorry, PJ, if I ruin anything for you. You I'm holding my tongue. You're
3: doing great so far. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tequila is a hell of a drug. (laughs) It'll happen. I'm sure. I'll forget it. It'll be Uh, right.
1: Give him more tequila.
2: (laughs) Yes. More tequila for PJ. We derailed off the topic. Favorite book?
0: (laughs) Yes, we got derailed. I, I I need to say mine. I'm probably... I'm going to be more basic than Aaron and say my favorite book is Golden Sun. I mean, I love... Which it
2: is. It yeah. is the
0: best book. It is the best one. Really? Best one. Yeah. Yes.
1: My, it's favorites, my favorite is like too. Red Rising and then Morning Star. I know. Wow. Wow. I skip Golden Sun.
0: You're weird. But I really love how much the universe opens up in that second book. Just the level of scale that... Ha- like The rise in scale that happens after that switch to golden sun i just that's when the book becomes like a great series to me
2: yeah it becomes a space opera it yeah
0: evolves. yeah exactly it's
2: mm-hmm. the charmander into the charizard you know yes i love of charizard i was right. more of a you know blastoise or turtle guy
3: the fuck yeah.
1: are you talking about you, you also skip bro oh my god also,
2: <laughs> i did skip charmander excuse me
3: no no you said charmander's first right
2: yes did I say then- Charmander into Charizard?
0: Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get dragged for that.
1: Uh, this this is deep nerd shit.
0: <laughs> Did you not play Pokemon? No.
1: Damn. I was into Sailor Moon. I
2: feel bad for you though. <laughs> well that's <laughs> I that I mean, Sailor Moon's acceptable though, so <laughs> Thank you.
1: I'm obviously Sailor Mars. Uh,
2: naturally. <laughs> that's understood. Good, good call out. Man, oh my god i was also super
1: into powerpuff girls obviously they're coming out with a live action Powerpuff which girls. i'm
2: skeptical of
1: <laughs> i'm so upset they're gonna ruin it also powerpuff girls was the goriest shit you've ever seen it was like worse than ren and Stimpy. right huh. it was crazy it was just like teeth and guts flying out all the time how are they gonna live action that shit
0: yeah i don't get that
2: I think they've agreed to be like a PJ13 plus show. Um, and it's going to be post the Powerpuff Girls show. So they're going to be like adults dealing with the fact that they were Powerpuff girls. They were the My Powerpuff powers. ladies. So it'll be like depressed, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. How is Bubbles going to be depressed? <laughs> be depressed. They're like s- murdering murderer children. Mojo Jojo is just on the street bleeding out an old man in a fucking rocker and they're still beating the shit out of him. Like,
1: what a terrible oh, the idea. yeah monkey alone. I'll, I'm just, I'm off, you know, I don't know. Sequels don't, don't bother me in general, but at some point, like, can we just make new shit and stop Led repeating? Let shit die.
2: Let <laughs> yes. shit
0: die.
1: Like, pa- I think Powerpuff Girls did what it needed to. Exactly. And we don't need to do that anymore.
0: And you can probably just go stream it somewhere. Like, I don't know why.
1: It's so I strange.
0: I think HBO Max, actually. Yeah. Like, Not that I've looked.
1: <laughs> Dude, Cartoon Network was gnarly. It's really
2: weird.
3: Yeah, was okay. Ren and Stimpy on Cartoon Network? Nickelodeon. That Nickelodeon, was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was that's that was some gruesome also shit dirty. too. Super
1: was,
3: yeah, dirty.
2: Love Ren and Stimpy. I, I do Ren too. And Stimpy awesome.
1: Like lots of <laughs> pukey farts episode. Yeah, we were all basically on acid.
0: I was like not allowed to watch it. Yeah. Were your parents divorced? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just curious, oh, no.
1: my girl's were
0: yeah. no. Dude. I just Shit, wasn't allowed inclined. to watch it. Yeah, he and was I raised
1: just, Catholic. Yeah,
0: they mm. they were just religious. No. Watch whatever the fuck you want,
1: dude. dude. I was watching VeggieTales and Brandon and Stimpy tales. and Powerpuff Girl. Like I was, I was so confused. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just <laughs> like our <laughs> our <are, are> cartoons
1: <laughs> nice and Christian, or our cartoons like murdering other children, and
2: then you get Johnny Bravo in there, who's like just very, <laughs> like, just very. You rewatch Johnny Bravo episodes, and you're like, okay, Seth MacFarlane somehow had a career after this. Wow, yeah,
1: and yeah, he was a predator. Johnny Bravo was praying, <laughs> preying on women, and he would be canceled today.
2: Hey, pretty mama. I'm just-
1: <laughs> that <was so> good.
2: <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs> okay pj what's your favorite book of the limited books that you've read thanks for keeping us on track <laughs> yeah
3: there we go R- rerailing us um i'd have to say golden sun as well just with the expand like the expansion of the story and the settings and all the new characters that we that we get Ragnar specifically. Yeah. I yeah, I I really I really love that book.
2: I feel very absent-minded um because I was looking at my bookshelf, I don't know, like a week ago and I was preparing these notes and I just noticed the different symbols on top of each book. Of course, the red symbol on top of the first one, logically, the second book with the gold pyramid and the third book with the obsidian moon. I want to get your guys' thoughts on why they chose those for each of the books and sort of the emphasis. That that places
0: in turn on the stories. I mean, definitely for Morningstar, the Obsidian, uh Half Moon or whatever. Are you a god? That's Morningstar, Tyr Morga. And (laughs) him like convincing the obsidians to be on his team, basically. I mean, that was just humongous, is basically the only reason they won. Is Mm -hmm. just convincing Seffie. And the entire Obsidian Squad to to, to... to rise up. To rise up. So, mm-hmm. yep.
3: The other um, two, uh,
0: it's literally in the name of the books, Crossland. Leave I would me say. alone. <laughs> yeah. The What is it? It's the pyramid on the second one? Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: I will say the wing on Red Rising, it is very Hunger Games. I so feel
2: that that like it's the culture rough. that we spend the most time with. In that's general, kind of inside of the stories, right? Because like the that, first one yeah. we're inside also, of the story. Also red head.
1: red is in the title.
2: Red rising. Yes, yeah. yes. So PJ pointed that out to me and was like, just sucker punch me in the pretty
1: face. Pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna put on this? It says red. I do think
0: you're right though, because like Golden Sun, he is just he is navigating that pyramid like the entire yep. book. And and then in Morningstar, we're spending so much time with the Obsidians and it's such a important part. Of, of that book, the trip down there, Ragnar dying, convincing Sefi to join. And that like shows you that, I don't know, that Darrow like actually is able to sell this. And I think that's part of those tests that Mustang gives him. And it's just critical to their success is Darrow actually being able to sell this revolution to the rest of the Colors. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. I've, I've
2: nothing else to say. Perfect.
0: Flawless victory.
1: I would say I agree, but I looked outside and there's a bunny and I got like super distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my I podcast host window. everybody. I was like, "Oh, there's a bunny." <laughs> Great point, Ben. I totally Thanks. disagree with you because <laughs> Obviously, you're wrong about everything. And that's and, our
2: dynamic on the podcast, um, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Yeah, Right.
1: <laughs> and actually, it's the pyramid. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Which is that <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. But I to balance it out, so Cross's favorite book. Golden Sun. It's Golden, Golden, Golden Sun. PJ yeah. Golden, Sun, I'm Golden Sun. So I legit is Red Rising and then Morningstar, because I love Fucking battles. I like stabbing the sovereign in the gut multiple times. Like go I like Morningstar. We get like a nice little bow at the end. And I like a happy ending. She does
0: like a happy ending.
1: So, you know, we bring a baby out, there's fireworks. <laughs> like that's great.
2: That's uh that's exactly where Kyle lined up those with you. He was he was Red Rising first, Morningstar second, golden sun third. Um and uh, he did it pretty much exactly for what you said. He was like, yeah, I love... Even though it's cliches, like, baby at the end, cool. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> love a baby. It was
2: like Red Rising, the introduction <laughs> of the characters, the world building, everything like that was nuts. The original Howlers is where he really, like, loved the first book.
1: And we get to see fucking Aja, the best fighter in the universe, who fucked my boy Ragnar. Like, she gets killed. Oh, it's amazing. No, yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's really interesting, too, because I... I she it's effectively like a four versus one right and typically you only see like those four versus one moments in the from the protagonist like struggling to fight off all of the antagonists and to to kind of get the opposite perspective of one antagonist fighting all these people off was was interesting because obviously if you flip the camera around she's the antagonist of her decisions yeah and you kind of get a weird a nice like dualistic view there right i love
1: that i i I just thought, too, because I'm trying to figure out what happens in what book. But PJ, did you cry real tears when Ragnar died?
3: Not real tears. I I, not real tears, but I was definitely upset. PJ is
2: a six, seven gold actual humanoid (laughs) and does not cry. (laughs) I cry once in your life when you were born.
3: (laughs) I really do rarely cry. Just but so you
1: guys know I'm alive. I like to
3: feel like I'm sort of like in tune with my emotions. <laughs> I cry once in a while. I, can,
1: what, I what What did I you think about that. that moment on the ice? I,
3: I, I was having trouble believing it. I really like I talk about this a lot. There's a there's a whole lot of resurrection in this book. Uh, OK. <laughs> or in yeah. this book series. Like there's a lot of a lot of death coming back to life.
1: Mostly so I was one. really waiting for that yeah. to
3: happen, but I think I think it needed to happen. I think it it produced a whole lot of inspiration for everybody that was around to see it, and all of the Obsidians in general. Other than his mom, apparently. Oh, she's the worst. The worst.
0: She's dead. Though, Fortunately, so
1: okay. she doesn't stay with us too long. She
0: just wash your face, Aaliyah. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> ben isn't a fan of her big blackhead. <laughs>
0: All you got to do. She get, needs a charcoal a mat. <laughs> warm. Yeah. Right.
2: Put it on your face. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Pull it off. Scrub a little bit. Ben's okay
1: again. that she's like murdering everybody. He's like, okay, whatever. But like at least use one of those strips that takes your blackheads off. Just like
0: some poor mm-hmm. strips or something. Just clean it I off. I mean, if you're in a pinch duct tape or something, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> Her nose is probably big enough and strong enough yeah. that she can do it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yes, us big nose, strong people definitely understand that we'll duct tape functions.
0: <laughs> how how tall are
3: the Obsidians? I know I know Aaliyah and like seven
1: uh, feet.
3: Yeah, Ragnar about the same size, right?
2: Yeah,
1: because Ragnar like six, is six five
2: taller. Ragnar like is like really? Roughly six or seven inches taller than i think the average obsidian is yeah most stained tend to be just the largest of the obsidians and they're like just bigger
3: naturally trying to trying to get a scale compared to myself
2: so I don't I, think yeah, I fit in. Way I've, like I I would
3: You're a about,
1: puny human? <laughs> puny earthling?
0: I'm a puny <laughs> human. Yeah. People <He> just accept this for you tall.
1: I'm just saying we're all puny humans. Humans. not
0: really compared to So yeah, I, I always think about golds like in that 6 to 7 foot range and then mm-hmm. obsidian's being 7 foot plus.
1: Obsidian's are like NBA guards. What do they call the rebounders?
0: Like a center or power forward? Who,
1: like, no, who rebounds?
0: Centers and power
1: no, the people, the tall people.
0: Centers and power
1: forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the forwards right. were the little guys.
2: Not a point no, guard. They're not a
0: thinking guard. a point guard.
1: Point guard. Yeah. It's yeah. the tall guys.
0: Poor. <laughs> power forwards and centers. <laughs> Those, yeah. That's the
1: obsidians, obviously.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, just going back to our favorite book discussion, though, I will say I've read... I don't know, red right just to help Aaron out here a little bit. I've read red rising, you know, I don't know, six, seven, eight times. And I will say every time I read it, I'm like, that's a damn good book. Like just by the end of it, like, yeah, you get to that last section of that book and it just like rolls downhill so fast. And it's so fun to read, uh, when they're storming Olympus and just like the intrigue of finding Lucius versus the jackal and, Uh, all of that i just that the last section of that book is like it really does a great job of setting up the rest of the series
1: you leave feeling like you've accomplished something yeah like Mm -hmm. you know yeah it leaves in a good spot unlike golden sun it ends on a good note Right? yeah
0: where you're just in like distraught horror absolute hellhole (laughs) 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 yeah
2: You're suddenly in your own emotional abyss that looks somewhat <laughs> like doom on the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Golden Sun does end on perhaps the worst note, but it's also like just tearing forward into the next book. Right. I, I don't think any of us were the fortunate few that like did had to wait between Golden Sun and Morningstar.
0: Star. I did. You did. Okay. Yes. I was just curious. Did I, 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 did I waited between every single book. I read every book as it came out. So wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Great to hear. Yeah. Um, how, no, how was that posted, for you? We,
1: yeah, I think we, I waited. We,
0: we both had to wait have a terrible on memory, Morning star. Yeah.
1: I blocked it out.
0: Yeah. Because I made her read Red Rising like as soon as I had discovered it. I just, I randomly read an interview with Pierce where it was like one of those kind of promotional interviews yeah. with authors on BuzzFeed. And um, he was talking about the series and we were like the same age and interested in the same stuff. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll just check this book out. I went to the store and bought it hardcover. Read it. Made her read it, and then yeah, we've waited. We've waited for every book. So
1: Ben likes to torture me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm it's sorry. Good. I mean, but me too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm I'm setting the my own schedule for PJ. Basically, is what this yeah. entire show is. So like PJ adheres to me being like, yeah, we're gonna fuck you on that break, that death, this. Yeah. We're gonna talk about this at this point. You're gonna have to wait a whole fucking week to think about that.
1: PJ break the chain.
2: (laughs) I keep saying I'm
3: gonna like have a coup and take over the podcast and run it myself.
1: We're on your side. Oh no! Read spoilers!
3: (laughs) Overthrow the tyrant that is Crossland. Fuck.
2: I've been overthrown in my own wrap-up. I wanted to talk about our favorite characters from the original trilogy and perhaps also our least favorite characters. So we're just going to go round Robin style like we have before and let Erin choose who gets to talk.
1: <laughs> because she's in charge now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> um, I'll go first.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like Ben said, I'm a basic bitch and my favorite character in like every series is the protagonist so I have to say Darrow, I'm OG ride or die Darrow. I know he gets annoying. I know that, you know, he makes stupid decisions, but I'm here for it. I'm here for Darrow. He's my favorite character. You can fight me. Okay. <laughs> PJ, yeah, you no, go I, next.
2: I think I mostly agree.
3: <laughs> um, I love Cavex.
1: <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> he That's is great. beyond just being hilarious. and. Uh, And ridiculous. He is loving and caring and intelligent and powerful. And just kind of he commands a room when he needs to. But also he has a dire fox and loves the thing. (laughs) Like he's he's this like mushy old man. That's also just a fucking brick house. Like he is man, PJ.
1: I'm sad to say it. He's not in the second trilogy at all, so this is all you get.
3: All right, well,
2: Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> that was good work. That was good. That was just
1: awful. <laughs> you guys are blowing my cover. Oh, this is so- <laughs> I think that you blew it. I, could, I couldn't help it. So <laughs> so good. <laughs>
2: I'm very pleased by that joke, <laughs> for all of the reasons you'd expect.
3: For, just for that, I'm not taking the uh, the shit off my mustache. I'm going to make you guys look at it
1: now, dude. It's fucking fancy. Yeah, you need to raise a pink. You need to raise a pinky when you drink.
2: <laughs> you couldn't help but take it off You couldn't help but lick, lick that little succulent bit off It the doesn't of feel hair. good It doesn't feel good to have it on there <laughs>
1: oh I know I have to wipe my mustache off too I'm, when I, yeah. when I
2: <laughs> Aaron thank you for bringing the female perspective To this podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay We're cross very glad. Who's your favorite Shit.
2: Um, I don't even remember what I said last time I said this But I'm going to go off the cuff and I'm going to say Again Roke is my favorite character what I like because
1: he's i roke is very you're conflicted. a roke sympathizer i, he's am, roke I quit goodbye he is roke he <laughs> i he Man, is I, roke. I feel i
2: feel roke through the first book and into most of the second book and then at that breaking point where it's clearly darrow's fault that's where i i separate from roke entirely but i i firmly believe that a lot of love is given to Tactus as this like he's he, he could be better. He could do this. Like if if only Lauren would have given him the chance, like Tactus has nothing but like a track record of betraying people consistently for power. And there's no way that this was suddenly going to be a turncoat moment for Tactus in my head. It is a it is a wonderful and a beautiful moment. But comparatively, all Roke needed was a little bit of trust and a little bit of like fostering of love in that relationship because he's a needy little bastard. Um Wait, and but if, he's like—but
1: he's your favorite.
2: Yeah, right. He's your
1: favorite needy little bastard.
2: <laughs> he is my favorite needy little bastard. <laughs> <know>. okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> just clarifying. <Can> you,
2: yes, <laughs> uh, he's uh,
3: clarifying and judging. <laughs> you
2: know, I think Roke is a very complex character, and I think he's emblematic of a lot of the things that I like about the series, which is that it's not so easy to pick out anything, and like no one is one note for the most part.
1: Do you like poetry? Shut up.
0: leave me alone (laughs) he already told us he was email so it makes this making sense
1: do you like the poetry of blink 182 (laughs) I know he moved it (laughs) I did (laughs) yeah does your opinion Mm -hmm. change about Roke over time oh of course
2: of course because like naturally the the thing with Roke is especially in rereads and things like that Roke also Could have been forgiving, but it's not his nature because he just accepts the society for what it is. Right. He also had the same options that Darrow had, but instead chose to go with what he knew because it's the power structure that's safe for him. So that's kind of the that's the that's my comparison between like Tactus and Roke is Roke goes with the safe power structure that he knows Tactus goes with whoever's in power that he can lean on. Right, And th- that makes them an interesting dichotomy of characters. However, I still think that means that Roke, at the very least, has some morals, wherein Tactus is like just fuck it of the week. Like,
1: Tactus also had a very complicated family dynamic.
2: True.
0: Yes. Right. Just That's saying. very fair. Family- I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: not a fan of Tactus, but you're giving a lot of leeway to Roke. I, I mean,
0: I, I agree with the point. I think Tactus gets way more leeway.
1: I mean, his poor violin.
0: I I do. I do
2: actually sympathize. I think that is the one note where I go like, oh, yeah, Tactus wasn't just a trying to be a piece of shit rapist inside of the Institute, which is where my head goes every time. Because like to me, that's the one flaw with the original Red Rising book is that there's a lot of like repeated sexual assault. Right. um, That's kind of an undertone from some of the male characters being done. A lot.
1: A lot of the rape, though, is Titus, right? Not Tactus. Titus and, and Tactus, Tactus.
0: Yeah.
2: Tactus was going to what? What was her name? Millie was Amelia. I don't think it was Amelia. Like yeah, it
0: was.
2: It was one of those. So one or of maybe she caught her or something like that. Amelia caught yeah. him yeah. with a different person from Diana, I think. Yeah, yeah. And man, it's a little know. tough
0: for sure. Yeah,
2: like, I mean, I'm
1: not sad. What about Tactus at all? But I mean, I've only met a few rogue sympathizers, so you're kind of like a unicorn. <laughs>
0: I think they're out there, honestly.
2: I just think that Roke got done dirty by Darrow not telling the truth. And I think that that's the entire point of Golden Sun, though, is that like he doesn't tell the truth. And yeah. he's, he reaps what
0: he says in his own right because he doesn't tell the truth. Right.
1: I need to shut the door. Hold on.
0: I just don't think that Roke... I don't I don't think that Roke was ever going to be willing to listen to the truth. Maybe, but he would have at
2: least given Darrow a warning. That's always my like go-to is like, Even if he knew that he was going to have to betray Darrow and he and Darrow had been very truthful, he probably would have given given Darrow like 24 hours to escape whatever it was. Because Roke was so willing to sacrifice his entire family like position, a ton of money and everything else to like save Darrow from execution, basically, at the gala. Like Gala Gala. Yeah, right. (laughs) Gala Gala, whatever.
1: (laughs) uh, PJ, that's an inside joke on HowlerPod, which we know you haven't listened to, so
3: that would be exciting. I it. will now. Like, I've got...
2: No, you have one more book, and then you can do it. Do I have to finish the other book now? You have to finish Iron okay. Gold. There are Iron that's Gold white Truth.
0: That's probably... Yeah, you're probably safest if you finish yep. Iron Gold. Sounds good.
2: Uh, I was gonna... I, I like, tried to pick out some episodes for PJ, and it was like, no, they talk about this there. Yeah. I can't do that Yeah, Yeah,
1: iron, iron Gold's throughout <laughs> the whole okay. thing. There's, like, a point when Dark Age... Got released and we're like Dark Ages out, and then you know how to stop. Yeah.
3: Anyway, uh, so, Sorry to sorry to like interrupt a little bit right here. Are you holding the jack to your microphone that's not plugged in? We, ha- a- we have
0: a double one. Okay. 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 Just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure, yes. Just making sure everything's. We good. We appreciate your concern.
1: The yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> We got this because we only have two inputs, um, okay. and when we interviewed Pierce, we had to buy one that was split so that Ben and I could be like this, and then Pierce had his own. Yeah.
3: Okay, <laughs> so you, I didn't realize you guys are, like were with him in, in that yeah, you know, oh, yeah. interview. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome.
2: In a bookstore, right? Yeah, it
3: was and like, we
1: were all okay. drunk. I think. Yeah, I I had on accident. We were in Colorado, so first of all, the al- altitude's a little higher, and then. We were at a brewery and I'm just ordering like I like wheat beer. So well, I we were both one.
0: very nervous.
1: We were nervous. <laughs> so I ordered like a wheat beer or whatever, pretty sure it was like 8%. And I was like, fuck. I was like, Ben, I'm wasted. I'm so drunk. I can't do this interview.
2: <laughs> it, it didn't seem like it. It didn't seem any different than normal. For and the then most I'm just part, like so. sweating profusely
1: the whole time. Just was, like sopping wet. Very sweaty. So sweaty. And I was like, I hope he can't see me sweat. We were literally in a closet, in like
0: it was very small.
1: It was like six foot by maybe four feet, and his sister was in there, and John, my husband, was in there, and then it was it was too it was too much, <laughs> <laughs> too much.
0: I was expecting her to be like face. the the rock in the interview and just be cool the entire time, no. and <laughs> she just was like. <laughs> <laughs> And and so I was just like, okay, well, I, I gotta do this. So I was like half the time I was just like looking at well, Pierce no. and, and talking then, to him and thinking in my head is like that's fucking Pierce Brown. Ben,
1: right Ben, in in our <laughs> dichotomy, Ben is the true nerd and like knows all the shit that Pierce is talking about. And Ben also like loves history. And Pierce is talking about like actual historical facts. And I'm like, I gotta fucking see in history. I don't know what's going on. So I'm just sitting there like smiling and nodding, like, I like like space but i i i was lost for half of it i'm glad you held on because i was like
0: yeah i was just like just look him in the eye and let's do this (laughs) (laughs) i was
1: i was just a fly on the wall honestly (laughs) no he's so cool he's so easy to hang out with he
0: made it very easy he made it and
1: you know we on pj you don't know this of course but um we met him on accident, we ran into him outside the bookstore and he was with his mom and his sister. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. Hey, Pierce Brown. (laughs) We're Hallerpod," And we like, kind of did like a little hug, a little hug. I hugged his mom. And I was like, I love your son. And then, um, (laughs) I definitely like looked his mom in the eye and said, your husband is, is hot.
0: Yeah. She had just like seen an Instagram post of, just like it, his, his dad, dad
1: was around. like chopping wood or something, and I was like, "I'm into that."
0: It was like the one thing it just like <laughs> popped into her head, and she said, "And it. I, it
1: that, you know, I great. just say whatever comes to my head." So great. That wasn't embarrassing, yep. but nice, dude. <laughs> he's 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 the fucking nicest.
0: He's very genuine, and, and his sister cool. Blair
1: is yeah. like, I mean, the minute I met her, I was like, I wish we could actually be best friends and live in the same state. Blair was really she bad. rescues dogs. She loves horses. She like is Mustang basically. I realize Mustang's based on his mom, but I don't know. Right. I'm confused <laughs> at how we got wow. here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we were talking remember. about favorite characters, so that <laughs> we we went from rogue sympathizer to Pierce Brown is really cool. Uh, my my really favorite cool. character
1: is Pierce. Oh yeah,
0: Aaron <laughs>
1: and his sister Blair. Um, did you Ben? Did you give us no, your ben favorite? Has not, character? No, yeah. Ben
0: is not. Well. This is probably well-known, but my favorite character is Cassius. And, you know, I <laughs> love... Just Talk about
1: basic bits.
0: PJ <laughs> just wants to beat the shit out of you right now. <laughs> uh, my second favorite character is probably Ragnar, but my favorite character is definitely Cassius. And I've loved Cassius since the beginning. I don't know. I like that type of character. and
1: It's like who Ben is in real life. <laughs> Same,
0: not a great endorsement. Because, well, no, because
1: <laughs> Ben Ben sees himself as like Han Solo.
0: I don't think I do. No,
1: and but, he dresses well, up like Han Solo for Halloween. So then Cassius is kind of like the Han Solo of Red Rising.
0: It, all right? Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs>
2: That indictment right there <laughs> is worth the entire episode. Dude, Harrison
1: Ford is the shit. It's a I, good Of course, you
0: are fucking killing me right now.
1: It's a great thing.
0: You've been sold out. You've been sold out. I know. She just saw me. I'm not
1: lying. So
0: everybody knows no. you're not lying. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs>
3: So what I think is really funny about that interaction is on our last episode, we did a prediction of what's going to happen in uh, Iron Gold. And I likened Cassius and Lysander to Han Solo and Chewie going off on their own.
1: (laughs) Wait, who's who's who?
3: I I didn't actually ask him that, funny enough. Good call. (laughs) I think Lysander would probably be Chewie. Cause he, Does I Baby mean,
1: Yoda come into this at any point? It didn't.
3: Point? It didn't come into it. Uh, um, it's too bad. Your Star Wars knowledge is
2: insulting. But <laughs> I'm a deep Legends EU fan, uh, for the
0: record.
1: Are my cannons mixed up?
0: Stop. No, no, no. You're
1: you're no, good on
2: the no, cannons. You're good <laughs> on the
0: cannons. so far. So far. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'll try and explain my. I think Aaron explained it pretty well. I do. I do like a rogue man. Rokish. And yeah. Rokish,
2: maybe? Rokish
0: man. Ish, yeah. No, I like I no, like Cassius. Shut up, no. Crossland. He's Honestly, saying rogue. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> it was a
1: play. Ben doesn't it. like I Roke. Almost
2: did it. Damn it.
0: So <laughs> the reason I like Cassius, I think he is one of the like most human characters in this series. Like he's just been through a lot of shit that's out of his control. Um, he didn't ask to sign up to be in the Institute at the same time as Darrow and this once in a lifetime gold uh, shows up and he tears down society. He also kills his twin brother who he loves and Cassius is fighting through all that. Um, And I think that he's actually at first he's very unreasonable about that situation, especially with Julian dying. And I, I can't blame him for any of that, but he's just been, put through so much shit throughout this entire, especially the first three books um, that he has to deal with. And I think when he ultimately makes his turn at the end, like he's making his own decisions at that point. And I love that he's able to do that. He's able to connect with Darrow in that last moment. They're, I don't know, their friendship enemy, like their frenemyship, I guess. You know, that Friend- dynamic, dynamic between hashtag the two of them. Uh, <laughs> is, that's, that, I love that. And I'm always, for some reason, like, I'm very much like, I don't want to follow the crowd. So, Aaron being Daryl like, and that... Dynamic, I'm going to choose Cassius. Yeah. Uh, And I like that. Some emo boy shit. I get it. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. (laughs) Scott, fuck you, PJ. I want to talk about someone so bad right now. And you know who I want to talk about. Sad boy hour.
2: (laughs) The sad boy hour. I'm very excited for that in the future. (laughs) So I
0: think we'll get together again and talk
3: about it after I've finished. Yes. It'll it'll be good.
0: It'll be. He's been through so much and, and, and a lot of it wasn't his choice and he's just been put through it. And, um, he just tries to do the honorable thing. And like, he's getting pulled in so many different directions constantly. He has this pull from his family. Like he has to defend Julian's honor. He has to defend, the Bologna name. And it's not that he's necessarily even interested in doing that. He is forced to by the society that he lives in. And I don't know, once he decides to like break out of that and go out on his own, I love that aspect of his character. Yeah. When he's, when he's got
2: nothing else left, he, ha- he doesn't have that family like pressure right. for
0: the most part, outside of his mom left. Yeah. yeah. And I I just love his growth and um, the fact that he's just, constantly put in these terrible situations. And that's kind of like life where you just have to fucking fight through that type of stuff constantly. And, and I don't know, to me, he's very human. So that's why I like Cassius.
1: He also likes his dimpled chin and his golden curls. Also,
0: he's hot. So who doesn't love that?
1: I mean, that's why I like him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's why Aaron's here is all of the hot golds.
1: Like the, Butt chin and the curly hair.
2: <laughs> mm, quite nice I like a nice butt chin in my characters. A <laughs> strong
1: butt chin. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, good. I think we covered uh all the men. So who are your favorite female characters?
2: Ooh, uh wow. so on the last podcast I actually I remember now I did say Victor is my favorite character because I think she actually is my favorite character. If you subtract some of the complexity of Roke Um, victor is kind of the polar opposite of roke yeah in the same family situation but on a completely different side where her her morals align with truly good people and she can be realigned very easily and so i think that she tracks as really my favorite character but roke i think is my favorite um lens to view the entire story through so and Victor is for sure. Victor
1: really character. blossoms in the second trilogy, which we're not allowed to talk yeah, about.
2: I don't want to talk about that whole tree thing, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one wants to talk about that. But um uh dude, Victor's a fucking badass. She's awesome. Yeah. I I hope to yeah. one day be Victor. That she'd be my goals. I think I'd have to say
3: I'd have to say Aja, just from the complexity nice. of her character. Yeah. And the way the way her uh, her morals kind of shake out, she is she is true to her oaths and she she has allegiances to her past and respect for her teacher, Morn. But ultimately, like her her character to the core is follow my oaths and live live to like undyingly to to serve those oaths.
0: And it, it's a, it's a fun villain. It's a very fun villain for sure. I love the moment where like when she's dying, and just like the you can see the love between her and Octavia, and like the admiration between the two of them, and just like how much both of them are upset by <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> you know, and it's just I don't know that that really gives you a lens where you can empathize with those villains in that moment. Yeah, Pierce um,
1: definitely doesn't let us. Um, miss out on the pain of our enemies and and humanizing everybody Not sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah great call yeah he's yeah. it's like that's one of the best parts about these books i think is like the villains definitely do get humanized you can definitely see where they're coming from and and in that moment it's just very human reaction that they're both having to you know losing everything that they've worked for for 50 years at this point you know like 60 yeah, years for them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How I, I never thought about that. How old yeah. is Aja? She's like sixty. Aja's
1: yeah. like sixty. Yeah. Octavia's yeah. like a hundred, right? Yeah.
2: Ninety to hundred. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in that
1: range. Hey, never fight a river, guys.
2: Never considered <laughs> that. Never fight a river.
3: <laughs> never considered that she was an old fucking woman, right? Like, <laughs> but but
2: she's old, but not by society. Not
3: by yeah, society. dance better, Botox okay. in yeah. the
1: future.
2: Yeah, Lauren's like what, like hundred? <laughs> there you go. I mean to to be fair, my dad looks like Chris Traeger at fifty and like he my dad is only fifty, but also he looks like Chris Traeger, he looks like a thirty year old at fifty, which like he <laughs> looks to impressive. me like when I picture golds I'm like, my dad yeah. looks younger than I do, which is ridiculous.
1: So he's like I a think zaddy. He, I'm so upset.
2: <laughs> yes. Sa- same
3: Sadding. as like same a- same conversation where we were talking about squirt yesterday. Um <laughs> We couldn't remember up. Rob Lowe's name, and we just said Crossland's dad, but as a celebrity, <laughs>
2: and we, everyone knew exactly what we were talking about. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna send this to the fucking group chat at some point here when when we level out. But uh, um, your favorite, Erin, your favorite female character? Did you say my, yours, you said Mustang.
0: Yeah, we're, Mustang. We're both must huge Mustangs. Mustangs. Yeah. Okay, give me more.
1: I love. Uh, I love that you know Pierce wrote in a a female character for Darrow to balance him out, who is just as powerful and even more powerful than the protagonist, and she's smarter than Darrow. We learn that many times, and then she's also a badass fighter. Um, we see some of her skills more so in in the second trilogy, PJ, but. Um, uh, I, I love that she can lead and sway Darrow with uh, softness and with grace while still just like out thinking every single paradigm. <laughs>
0: I think one of our favorite <laughs> things about her, especially is that like she helps Darrow cement his philosophy and it's and really right,
1: Darrow's just like a raging, uh, revenge, thirsty red until Mustang comes and actually makes the the dream of EO like tangible right. and it it's the only thing that actually can make it happen. She makes that like future. a real
0: connection. She refines that idea in in Darrow's head. And that's honestly is like what inspires Darrow to do the things that he does. If he doesn't have Mustang, I don't know if he ever gets there.
1: I mean, think of the the Gala Gala. Like without like that's inspired. <laughs> like the point where Darrow, you know, has basically a bomb strapped to his chest and he's about to suicide bomb everyone. That's where, that's where his path would have ended if it was just Darrow. And if, if EO already left him. So all he has is, is harmony and this like revenge, hungry red driving him. So what, what makes him Live for more and like take the higher ground and not blow everyone up, including himself, and outthink everybody. Um, I think is the influence of people like Mustang.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think he ever gets there. And like he, I mean, Mustang like cements that idea of live for more. Why are we doing this? Can we build instead of break everything? And you
1: can't just kill all the golds, basically. Right. You can't just right. commit genocide the opposite way from what they were doing to the Reds. We have to like remold it all yeah. so,
3: together
2: to make the whole thing work. Yep. As as a
3: bit of a counterpoint to that, wouldn't the like strictly bloodthirsty revenge, th- revenge thirsty red? If if that were completely true of Darrow at his core, wouldn't that wouldn't he play out exactly like
0: Titus did? Yeah, I I, I think it would, but. Darrow gets to that point, he gets stabbed in the gut, and then he goes into the cave with Mustang.
1: And she brings him back to life, How and he like... he sees the kindness in Mustang. I mean, he had already seen the kindness in Julian and Cassian when he befriended them, and you see him in his turmoil. He's like, oh, wait, I, I'm supposed to hate these people, but he sees the humanity in them. So Darrow is able to see their humanity, whereas Titus wasn't. But really, I I mean, Mustang legitimizes Darrow to the rest of society.
3: I'm with you there. I I think there's I I still think there's a little bit more to Darrow's outlook on things than just straight up bloodthirst. Sure. From from the beginning. Um, It's still I mean, it's still revenge driven, but I, I think he's a little bit more tactical about the long game.
0: Of course. I wouldn't think that yeah. I don't think that like no he's I don't think fully he's fully bloodthirsty like Titus. But
1: if all he has in his life he's grappling is, with those ideas is though. harmony yeah. and those characters. Yeah. If if all if that's all he has, then that's that is how the story ends.
0: I think that's mm-hmm. what separates him from Titus is that Titus was purely driven by that.
1: By and... revenge, which is why he's like killing and raping everyone in the institute, because he has no long term sure. Goals, no end game. He's just like revenge, revenge, revenge.
2: They're they're the like those three moral points, right? Like there's Mustang, there's Eo's influence, and there's Severo's influence, and they kind of all go in various directions in terms of Darrow's character.
0: And he's Um, grappling with that throughout that process. Like he's taking ideas from different people and taking him in it's like this is should this be how I act or. Um, should I take this path or this path? And, and he's a fucking
1: that, teenager. Like, you know, right. think of yeah, how like...
2: Imagine trying to parse that at 18, right. 17. Yeah. Like, oh, God. You,
1: you make really bad decisions when you're young and influential. Correct. So I, I just... Mustang helping him... Uh,
0: without his her influence. Right. I don't think that he
1: necessarily finds that idea. And then she, she cements that trust with way. him when she brings her brother hogtied to him. She's like, see, mm-hmm, sure. like we're, we're a team even over family
0: because I mean, ultimately his strategy for destroying society ends up kind of being in the small game, his strategy at the Institute that multiplies that up and takes it to the entire society. So,
1: and Ben means like, instead of leading by fear, right? he's leading by bringing, bringing people, people together people yeah. Like letting people be their own free leader and just joining him at their own free inspiring
2: way.
0: people. So so people trying to cows.
2: trying to like peel peel into that moral discussion that exactly you're talking about without spoiling the, <laughs> the sequel series here. Um, how do you make out the decision at the docks Ganymede then?
0: Right. It's, fucked up. it's we're I think we're on team fucked. It's fucked up. <laughs>
1: It's it's very it's logical. It's logical. It is. It's cold hearted. It's
0: very gold.
1: It's very gold. You know, iRobot, my logic is undeniable.
0: <laughs> like Love iRobot.
1: That's that's where Darrow like goes. I've, I've like, always
0: had a hard time squaring that decision. And it, it's I I was listening to you guys last podcast where you guys were discussing, you know, where if it was the right decision or not. And it's just I mean what else? So complicated. I,
1: what I if he know. didn't do it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like
1: then, then we'd have the rim on they, our asses. Don't get away. Yeah,
0: you know they. There's probably billions of more lives lost. So it's like there's
2: another deal that might happen behind Darrow's back that would right. stab him. Although that doesn't feel like it's in character with the Rim Lords. They they feel like they're very. I'm a lover of the Rim. Um, um, oh, the we love series, the moonies, but, moonies all, but that's all day long. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. PJ, you should answer that question though, <laughs> not me. Um, you don't know what the fuck's is going to happen.
3: Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's the right move, though. I I don't think that there's a PJ is pro killing a ton of people.
1: <laughs> My man, in a war, I'm pro
0: in a war that they're in, in, he's in killing a war to in save a war millions? setting. Sure, exactly. Brian. Yeah,
3: exactly. I'm very much of the of the mindset that decisions that preserve the most the most people are the right decisions to make. So even though there's a lot of sacrifices made in that decision, it's what preserves him and his goals and his, uh, forward
0: movement the most. Right. I mean, it paid off. You broke the society. like, right. And honestly, like he sequestered. If you really want to get down to moral brass tacks, those people signed up to be in the sons of Aries and,
2: Ooh, ooh, dude. Yeah. Uh, they didn't sign up to get like sold out by their leader, though. That's a little same. bit different.
1: Also, I think it's easy to sympathize with Darrow's decisions when he himself is sacrificing his life over and over and almost dies over and over.
0: Twice, two or three times. Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: working for this goal. Yeah, it's not
0: like he's not doing something that he's not yeah, willing to do. Yeah, he's not it, just so.
1: sitting, you know, in a fancy...
0: It is tough, though. Honestly, like I, we, we both had a tough time with this, especially when we got to that reread chapter.
1: Tear more, and
0: I think both of us decided like it's a really tough decision that we would not be able to to say. No, yes I'm
1: to. not trying to go to yeah. war.
0: Uh, but <laughs> it complicates Daryl's character so much.
3: I know it's not the same thing as like pulling the trigger yourself, but if Daryl were to leave it he would a open himself to assault from the rim and b, any of the sons of Ares on the rim will be killed anyway. They'll be hunted down and killed. Well, here he sold
1: them out at this point.
3: Well, there's that, but, (laughs) but he's, there was no real like alliance made between him and the powers of the rim. It was, it was tenuous at best. It was for this battle only. And once that's done, it's, it's free for all anyway. So kind of nipping that in
0: the bud, I think makes the most sense. I mean, it's logically you can say yes all day long, emotionally, very tough decision. Hey, I
1: mean, they are far away, so you didn't really see anyone. And he
0: had, I guess at that (laughs) point, Aaron made a good point. At that point, he had already sold out the Sons of Ares on the rim.
1: So maybe just blowing him up would be better to torture.
0: Basically unmask all those people for Romulus at that point. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think he had already kind of made his bed. I still find it really interesting that
3: Romulus being like historically... Tied to the story of Romulus and Remus and very connected to wolves was the name of the uh, the Lord.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot here that I'm I'm thankful for that I get to hide my face because I know that there's a ton of things that come out historically, especially in the second series. And I I don't know how deep you guys have listened to our podcast, of course, but I, I dig in a lot and I've been very careful to not try to retread things that you guys covered on your breakdown episodes. Oh, yeah. Because I think that you guys do a great job of breaking down some of those individual points. And I don't. There's no reason for us to. That's all Heather. That. Yeah. Well, thank you, Heather. <laughs> yeah. Then, shout regardless. out. Heather. Yeah. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a, Heather's, I'm the Heather's the real MVP. <laughs> no joke. I, I've messaged Heather a couple of times and been like, wow, I can't believe I did. I missed that. Uh, um, a she's so
0: times. good. It's crazy that she's like and 19. she
1: turns in her work like two weeks early. Amazing. don't
3: tell crossland that like you can get other people to do things ahead of time because <laughs> crossland writes the uh writes the outline for the episodes and then day of maybe hour of recording i'm like
2: all
1: right i'll take a look at this will see I mean, what we're talking about i mean i'm just here to be
2: <laughs> again the the duality of our podcast it's never been clearer
1: I'm the personality, but I I was going to say Heather, like really legitimizes those character studies with the historical. Cause like, I mean, it's, and it's funny, Ben and I, when she's not on, we'll, we'll read what she writes. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that (laughs) word is. Like she's a freshman in college and she's so much smarter than us. It's crazy. She's incredible. Love Heather. Mm -hmm. What up Heather, Hope Princeton's treating you
2: well Shout out to Heather, well. <laughs> out to Heather. Been, been absolutely fantastic Of course following those and I've been I've been cautious To not retread the same points yeah. There are even times where I'll be like I'm pretty sure they got referenced and I was like Okay I'm not going to put that in my notes it's We probably don't understand. remember so it's okay Well that's fair my <laughs> point is for people who might Listen to both yeah. like, blah, blah, It's the same point <laughs> um, I already heard this so It's uh yeah it's, Hey great it's minds interesting... Right right <laughs> heather i have your number
1: that's really if you need her number though we have it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
2: so let's talk about the color hierarchy for a second i think that's interesting where where do we claim to land on this spectrum if we think about ourselves objectively
0: objectively objectively i'm not
2: um, so, it, so I, mean, I think it's only fair. I, I think that this is actually maybe the fair way to do this, and I didn't parse this beforehand. But I think Aaron has to call out Ben. Ben has to call out Aaron. <laughs> PJ has to call out me, and I have to call out PJ. Oh, like it's the only way that this works. Right. I think for it to make right. sense, right? So, if, if we think about it that way,
0: <laughs> let's let's Aaron's definitely gold. I mean, that's that's extremely easy to pick out. because so I'm gold.
1: heartless. <laughs>
0: because you're a noble and you just sit above and you're like yes
1: <laughs> wait am i a pixie I am- though
0: you're definitely a pixie gold yeah
1: i knew it <laughs> i have no real survival skills no
0: you would but you love you would love to be rich and hot and powerful and fly yeah
1: i mean
2: sure.
0: fly in like the literal flying sense or like fly <laughs> like as like grab boots. i'm the
2: sickest yeah <laughs>
0: But that, that uh one scene in red rising where there's like the gold with the grab boots and he's got like two girls hanging off of his the feet. only
2: regular gold we see out to pliny <laughs> yeah. in the entire original trilogy uh, you guys fuck? brought that up anyway. too.
0: i was listening to that, that podcast where you guys brought that up and i was like that's a really good point <laughs> there's <laughs> no other there no <laughs> <laughs> there no <laughs> there's no non-peerless golds that we hang out with
1: it's true Except for pliny yeah. My my view is skewed. Maybe you know?
0: Tharsis. I don't know. Maybe like, I guess uh, that's, yeah. Well, Thar- yeah. Tharsis is in Morningstar, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's a peerless. I think, I think he, would be. yeah, he would be. Yeah, he would be. But maybe mm-hmm. the people he's hanging out with, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I'm cheating a little because Ben labeled himself a blue. But, I mean, I can really see you flying that ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm also cold and emotionless. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like you could also be a silver because, like, you also wouldn't mind being rich enough to like collect all that shit that like Quick has. Oh, yeah. Um, all the like historical artifacts, and you could have like your own personal museum. I don't
0: know. That would be right down my alley for sure. You
1: could be like a Bond Tracks. villain. Yeah. Right.
0: Quicksilver's got that vibe for sure.
1: So, you know, both
0: blue or silver. I'll take it. PJ, you have to go first here. I was
3: actually going to say silver for Crossland. Um, Not not necessarily from like the money grubbing aspect of it, but (laughs) more from like the the respect of history. And uh, sort of the charismatic sales aspect of his life. Fuck you.
1: Are you are you an accountant? (laughs)
3: no <laughs> he's not an accountant no
2: <laughs> i am uh, i'm a sales i'm an account executive i deal with like large hospital systems <laughs> nice but like i would like I don't to know. do nothing with sales i'm just i'm okay at it so <laughs> that's why i'm here he, he crossland has crossland is dripping
3: with charisma when you meet him like he like he knows how to talk to people better than anybody i've ever met in my life definitely a silver
1: quality i see it i yeah. see it yeah would you would you have the i don't know if this is a spoiler i
2: would have pinned myself as a violet personally but okay
1: would you have your own little uh personal floaty thing i'm trying not to spoil anything <laughs> would you have your own personal assistant
0: security robot
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i think i need it if if that makes sense I don't, I don't keep that good a track of things so like i don't feel like i'm a silver for that reason like i'm not that meticulous i get lost in specifics okay so, I would need a robot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so PJ is either a green or a blue, and I lean towards a green. Just saying. Uh, PJ Why? is a very heavy engineering bent and yeah. problem solving bent towards a lot of atmosphere and i know that we don't get a whole lot from greens but yeah, to me, i have no idea what greens are green or
0: orange both yeah. Yeah, right right
2: yeah. exactly it's it and that's where i go blue green orange like yeah they all kind of fit into the same kind of blend right it's probably closer to orange actually because pj interacts more with physical things you have to your shave your physically. beard and just
1: have a mustache
2: yes <laughs> i've done you that be oh <laughs> <I'll
1: laughs> wait is rollo an
2: orange a picture quick. Rolo is red, is red.
1: Yeah. oh yeah. fuck He's I keep thinking go. of him as an orange. No. Just kidding. You can keep your your goatee there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I would I think I would pin PJ as an orange or a green. Nice. And maybe a blue distantly because there's that like cold, emotionless side of things that happens every once in a while. Peter's like, Yeah, that person died and they're dead. And I'm like
1: And they're dead. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, wow.
2: pj could read an entire like very emotional set of obituaries and be like cool
1: (laughs) i mean he didn't he didn't cry when ragnar died so that's all Uh, i needed to know
2: oh
0: that's pretty that's my
2: point he's like yeah the dead need to die the the old (laughs) people die they're going away (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a pj opinion from crossland anyway
3: (laughs) i i don't know if you guys heard me like my dissertation of the Deadpool, but most, like, I, I just expected
2: everybody to die and it was pretty
3: emotionless. Oh, that's
1: like comedic death.
2: <laughs> PJ was like, what What was her name? De- Deanna is definitely going to die of a second stroke. Like, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely going to die from a second stroke inside of this novel. Cavax <laughs> is going to end up being brain dead through a number of concussions. Wow. Um, but Sophocles will still be very alive and taking care of him
1: Wow, it sounds like you uh, nailed those all on the head.
2: <laughs> yeah, PJ PJ is maybe a tinge cynical.
1: <laughs> hey, it's a good little, place little to bit. be when reading Get Pierce that. Brown.
3: Yeah, it, it helped out. It yeah. helped us bit. It's, quite, just, it?
0: it's a good preparation.
3: Uh, if you want to see me without my beard and just with the mustache, I posted that on drunk shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Is, is this like a regular no, thing? Or? No, take it away. Wow. wow. That's like, <laughs> this
0: changes everything. Dude, for me. you're
1: like a hipster fuck there. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> That's why I took that picture. PJ could literally
2: be anything, which is why he is also simultaneously a gold because of his natural size. He's the shortest of his cousins. Um, around him that are of this same age which is nuts because he's six close, seven. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that everyone else is above that including some cousins that are taller than six. So crazy, basically you're obsidian. Yeah, he's like a, nuts. Yeah. I'll take
0: that. I
1: I'll will say the mustache else. photo. Now I believe that you do know what you talk about with whiskey. I
0: was going to say I feel like that person's <laughs> going to serve me an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> there you
2: go. like pj did work it has worked at several breweries since, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, i've been a professional a brewer a for several so like,
0: years you want to talk to me about ipas i mean you i would yeah i I'll talk
2: to you about any style of beer that you enjoy
3: i've i've worked as a professional brewer for a couple of years nice. i've <laughs> i've home brewed since i was like 19
2: like <laughs> yeah we we did that when we were 19 though <laughs>
3: We made some fucking
0: terrible beer when we were, We
2: did, but we tried. You know what? But we tried. I bought bought it. I got better. I got better since then.
0: Would you what'd you buy? I said I bought a book on homebrewing. I was like, here's the difference. Then never homebrewed. Never never did it. Okay. Okay. I read it. I was like, this sounds way too hard.
3: It's really not that
1: hard. Intellectual blue. There you go. He's he's not (laughs) he's not the orange. Yeah. Right. It's fine.
2: It's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. so if you were to pick a part of the universe that we haven't explored yet what would you choose i know we talked about the academy earlier and it, it, I'm, i I want to just remove that because i think that's an obvious one but without the academy in view what's another part that you would like to see inside the universe
1: Moon <laughs>
2: <laughs> did we get ben's breakdown of erin for the color yeah, yeah we
1: did yeah i'm a we cold did? heartless oh, gold gold. Yep. pixie bitch yep.
2: she's a pixie yep, gold we did. Yeah. Did <laughs> correct sorry definitely yeah We got that one.
1: I like that in my heart. Like I'm a I'm a peerless guard, but Ben just knows me too well. (laughs) She knows, (laughs) like he's he's been he's been camping with me, and he knows that I have to have like a real porcelain toilet (laughs) to go camping.
2: pj to the same degree right where it's like PJ's just like yeah no you're you're a silver like you're super charismatic and i'm like i feel like i'm a reclusive violet <laughs> in personality that anyone so can access.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah clearly that's false
1: oh well okay where would you go ben in the universe
0: i definitely or time period yeah you know, i definitely anything. want to see the conquering like i really want to see earth fighting back against these, like, proto-golds and, you know, John Merrimack or whatever in his whole situation. That was just... I want to see that type of shit. You want to see the, the humans
1: lose to the modified Yeah. Luna?
0: Yeah, I want to see the Luna Earth War, basically. Yeah.
1: You want to see human genocide?
0: Well, <laughs> they, like really human sterilization also yeah that's what that's it's so fucked up what
2: they did (laughs) dude (laughs) yeah i think i think technically it's fully described in iron gold but uh, it is it is talked about in golden sun yeah um and it is fucked they fucking sterilized earth
1: i mean (laughs) like
2: it's so (laughs) messed up do you blame them (laughs) i really
0: don't at this point no (laughs) let's do it. it
1: I would go to. I would like to see a love story with Romulus and Dido, oh, and see like her cool. come from Venus, and like yeah. just make it a romance novel.
2: Dido hasn't been introduced yet, but I dig it. Yeah. Oh fuck. I dig it. Who
1: is barely. that? <laughs> that's that's She's not really a also an elevator operator.
2: But that's but that's barely a spoil. That's not even. She really like a spoiler. sweeps it's a the
1: elevators. <laughs> was, she,
2: was she introduced to in Morningstar? Maybe your name. So. But like, I, I think Serafina was. just Romeo's uh, wife. Yeah, wife. Yeah. Wife. yeah. Wife. yeah. yeah. I feel like her. the name
3: was mentioned.
2: Yeah. It it might have been. Because be I
3: recognize good. it. But Okay.
1: My bad. Yeah.
2: No, I I, I love I love that idea. That's I, really I totally agree. Idea. I think that, that would be a wonderful, wonderful story that I hadn't considered before. Good well, call.
1: What I love about Pierce is he's so gory and action-packed and bam, 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 bam. bam. But, dude, he can slow it down. He can mm-hmm. get... Bounchicka Wawa. Like, we we can get some romance in here. We get some Marvin Gaye. I would like, also... Smith. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would also say, like, I would love just, like, a street-level type story because one of my favorite things, and we had talked about this on our own podcast, is, like, when the world opens up and Darrow's walking around the city on Mars and he's just, like, looking down the street corners and there's all this stuff happening. I just feel like the world-building... So I want to see like something on like a Luna street level story or, you know, like a Mars yeah. street level story. We kind
1: of get a little more of that yeah. in the second trilogy.
0: Sure. Uh, but I think that those types of stories with just characters you don't even know, like in set in world would just be crazy. Like one of the, one of the things I've always wanted to see out of star Wars, is just like a Coruscant level, just like on the streets like a gangster movie that's set in the Star Wars universe, you know, or something like that. So, like, give me that Red Rising. It's part of the reason that I liked Rogue
2: One plus Han Solo so much, even, or Solo so much, even, even though they weren't, like, per- well, Solo wasn't a perfect movie. Yeah. I think Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie.
0: Nice. Okay. The best. Yeah. And I'm a Last Jedi otherwise, to so. the end, but... Uh, oh, Last Jedi is very good. That's yeah. That's top four. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I like Rogue One. I think it's a little bit of a mess at the beginning, but... It's, it's good. Well, it's just a dark fucking movie. Yeah, so it's the it's darkest it's thing Disney's as, ever put out. So it is very dark. As far as the beginning goes, I got 10 minutes into Rogue One and turned it off. I haven't Dude, watched it. <laughs> since. Fuck you. I'm still so upset <laughs> <It's>, about that. <laughs> I do think it's tough that they go to like six different locations in 15 minutes. It's not as bad as episode nine, so we can just that's, agree. To like yes.
2: they, they go to like fifteen <laughs> locations within four minutes. God, and you're I fucking like, hate that Neat. movie. All of a sudden, the stormtroopers fly, and you're like, "I thought I was on a weird, different planet over there, and now I'm over here, and like you fucked me
0: four times." JJ Abrams, don't even get me started on Rise of Skywalker. I hate that movie so much. Yeah,
1: right, I like them all.
0: Already, there. <laughs> Aaron's just having. Good, a, I, just, I, just, I just, I'm having a so jealous I wish, of her. Just I having I a wish great could time. Be at so happy about it. I know. I'm My like, brother is that way.
2: Pew pew, is so
1: love it. Let's go.
2: We're all Midwest folks. For the most, right. we're all from the Midwest. So we
1: drive six hours to get one <laughs> to go anywhere. Six hours
2: isn't that bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> to go yeah. anywhere. It's amazing.
2: Like when when I lived in New York, they're like, oh, it's too. It's like three hours to go to Boston, and I was like, three hours is nothing. Yeah, from yeah. Minneapolis to Duluth, like that's four. <laughs> yeah, and that's the closest major city. Right. right.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. so surprised when the yeah, first time I much. drove to Minneapolis and it's only like six hours away from Kansas City. It's like, that's, yeah. that's fucking easy.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to
3: sort of piggyback off of what Ben just said, uh, as far as like getting us back into the characters
2: kind of Fine, discussion. Jay, Let's talk about <laughs> the regular stuff.
3: I'd love to dig into uh, regular Gold Society. Like an un- untitled gold no no peerless scarred no like high born house so there there still is like a society above them but they're still technically the pinnacle of society to see what their day-to-day life is like
2: yeah i want to see the ignoble gold right like the Pixies? that like mid-class yeah now, I, I want to see the mid-class i don't want to see pixies i don't want to see bronzies i think you're yeah. a pixie unless you're i want to see, that, like, a <laughs> a want peerless, to see those middle so, managers you okay. know those like i want to see the the like yeah i i like manage a couple of like four other silvers right. that are like in charge of this thing and then they manage a bunch of mines and whatever
0: else that's like, what i was thinking about when or you guys even were
1: like, like lauren's ideal life
0: yeah, he's you just know, chilling. Yeah.
1: Just chilling with your family and your griffins. Like whatever. Oh,
2: Lorne. <laughs> just like
1: he probably has vineyards making some yeah. some wine. Basically, PJ, it's it's like your life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about that on your last podcast, I was like, what do they do? I was imagining just a lot of trust fund babies and a lot of dudes just like handling family business that's been in, in their family for a long time and I
3: I feel like it's not even that I feel like that'd be like upper level still peerless still like maybe a step below peerless But like think about Fitchner and his life before like anything he was still a peerless guard and he was still like
1: yeah but he's ugly his
3: boss was a silver he was a middle (laughs)
0: manager he was kind of like yeah middle manager kind of a mercenary type a little bit you know like Yeah, yeah.
3: He doesn't have a butt chin. I'm assuming his mercenary work. Yeah, he doesn't have a butt chin. That's (laughs) you
1: can't get far in life without
3: one. (laughs) You can't prove I don't have one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No one can Uh, prove that on the podcast here. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Um. But he was a mercenary, I think, because he had the chops from his time at the institute, his time like becoming a peerless guard. But but without that, he's just a he's just a like CVS pharmacy manager. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. What <laughs> what hey, do they do?
1: At least he's packing out vaccines. I'm now not saying it's a
3: bad or... thing to be a CVS pharmacy pharmacy manager, <laughs> but it's not as glorious as it makes it seem as of a gold.
2: <laughs> so if you if you think about that from a gold perspective, you're not doing well. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, like does, it, does it's does the gold class still operate in the same like capitalistic ideas, or are they truly so much higher that they like don't mon- money is not real to some degree to them? I
1: think it's more bre- more breeding. It, unless I mean, obviously you need assets, but it's more about your lineage yeah. and who who your parents are. Dude, you know, for sure,
3: for yeah. sure, yes. It feels yeah. very much like America, like America yeah. being the optically the the pinnacle of the world whereas like what you're seeing is the elite of the elite in the media and it, it's not like that america plus a monarchy
1: what is it like
0: uh the family <laughs> with that
1: a, with a kingdom
0: <laughs> yeah yeah isn't like uh the family that darrow basically like he came from as a gold they were just like Managing an asteroid or something, right? Like,
2: yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're yeah. in charge of like
0: an Andromeda, a series of asteroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, it, it was
3: like a an asteroid, <laughs> and they probably were asteroid peerless. belt mining operation or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, and they're like, how did this like?
0: And I'm sure they weren't peerless because he was just like. Everybody was like really surprised to see where he came from.
1: And, and they're like, like, like really, You're an Andromeda's. Why are you so like tall and yeah, smart like and hunky? Like,
0: you're like a Hasty, right? you know, basically, like you're from Podunk.
1: He's from
3: Kansas.
0: Yeah, basically. But,
3: I mean it was still a well enough renowned those Kansas <laughs> folks. <laughs> it was still a well enough renowned house that they had a recognizable like sigil. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 had
2: a house animal yeah pegasus which fine <laughs>
3: <laughs> pegasi are cool
2: right but they're well all right <laughs> i'm
1: i'm also. by pegasus. the way like griffins, of griffins of pegasus. aren't real and then pegasi. i was like wait
2: no they aren't real yeah in case they you were not aware
1: yeah pegasus are cooler than unicorns because they can actually do shit like fly
2: yeah, they can't stab people with their heads though. Unicorns have a magical horn that might murder something. So <laughs> Let's get serious here, Aaron. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> a real big fan of the murder horn. I'm a real big fan of murder horns.
1: <laughs> Quick story that you Elephants are sick. <laughs> Quick story that you don't want to hear. Um, in, when I was in high school, I rode a horse in the Mulvane, Kansas parade and I put a horn on him and he was a unicorn and I was a fairy princess. And I just want you to know that legit I did that. And everyone else in the parade was a cowboy wow. with like spurs, Western hats. And I was a fucking fairy princess in the, the Mulvane parade Kansas that's awesome. parade. Tear,
2: I'm that's so awesome. happy. <laughs> that's
0: incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That is, that is absolutely insane. Did you tear the parade down? Did, was everybody really impressed with you? As
1: I think they were like, there's a weird horse girl, which I was.
0: <laughs> I think that's a pretty good assessment of that situation. <laughs> there goes, goes a, a weird, weird horse girl. girl.
1: Interesting. <laughs> bold, bold choice. Bold choice by the bold fairy choice girl. For
2: the weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. Fan.
1: I'll have to find that's a fair. photo for you. I guys.
0: love that somebody else Please is getting do. the podcast with Aaron for for once.
1: It's like, it's like anarchy. Just no.
0: Well, that's,
2: that's our entire (laughs) show is mostly anarchy. And then we edited it down to like be mostly coherent with a lot of anarchy. And Ben is
1: like, this podcast is about the books. Red Rising by Pierce Brown.
3: (laughs) But if you, if you send us a picture of that and you allow us to, we will use that as like the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the advertising picture for this podcast. uh, Welcome of course.
2: You'd find one. Excellent. (laughs) I'm so stoked for that. (laughs) I won't look now. So, we we actually have a question from one of our... A fan that actually overlaps between the two of us who has contributed to a number of the questions and things that I have talked about with PJ, Kyle, and otherwise. Um, Celine has been a gracious steward and helpful for us she she's worked kind of on our end as our um heather for nice. for, for a lot of different things i we i refer to her consistently as the mor- morality junkie um <laughs> because she she just like dives in a lot of these different things so anyway she wanted to ask um how different were your expectations at the beginning of the series from where they are now like how did that change over time how did how do you see that shift happening from book to book to book?
0: without talking about the sequel series. Yeah. I was going to say, I have to think about that for a second. Right.
1: In the context of the, so trying to remember, you know, baby, uh, sorry, red rising, uh, virginal Aaron. When I first read it, I'm pretty sure I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Cause I didn't like research the book at all. Ben was just like, here's this book. You should read it. So Go ahead, just like you guys like, and I, I I was like super shocked when all of a sudden there was like the earth, the worlds were terraformed already. Like I feel like I kind of went through all of that with Darrow. So if I start from before all my rereads, like everything was kind of a shock.
0: I think that I was expecting more of a Hunger Games style um, uh, type war against this society instead of as much infiltration as Daryl does, you know? And he like really becomes a part of gold society in that second book. And
1: I mean, I didn't know he was going to become a gold. I don't know. This question's hard. Cause, um,
0: I'm just thinking about my expectations once red rising ended and then like how it changed. Yeah. Once yeah. Gets, as they progress over time. Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, I I was definitely not expecting the world to open up as much as it did in golden sun. And then,
1: and I, not to no spoilers, but I, my expectations changed a ton when we got to the second trilogy and we get different viewpoints and it opens up even more. Right. And then, I mean, it really snowballs into a huge
0: universe. Yeah. So thinking about um, it, fantastic. No spoiler point. <laughs> yeah. Good, good work. Good <laughs> work. <laughs> thinking about it. I didn't, I definitely didn't expect golden sun to open up the world so much. And then once it did at the end of golden sun, my expectation was like, Hey, we're here. Like we did it. We're going to like, I thought Daryl was going to like become an emperor at that point and tear it down that way. And then I, I, totally got thrown for a loop by the betrayal. So that had to, I had to reset all my expectations at that point. And then coming into Morningstar, um, I definitely didn't expect to start in such a dark place. Uh, and especially with Daryl mentally being as fucked up as he was. And I remember going back through and then like, our reading that book for the first time. And then Daryl's like rebuilding himself and, I wasn't expecting that, but it it made a whole a ton of sense like as I was reading it. And the way that he took the society down to infiltrating Octavia's lair and that kind of thing. That to me, I was expecting much more of like a large scale battle on par with like the battle of Ilium or something like that. Um, so, I think that constant subversion of kind of my expectations Especially at the end of Golden Sun, where I'm just like, "Hey, we did it! <laughs> Yay!" and <laughs> yeah, right. and then just like just being crushed, just absolutely stepped on at the end of that book. Um, it really it set it reset my expectations for the books in general because I just like, okay, I don't know what to expect anymore. I, I can't think that I know where this plot is going.
1: Good. From
2: that perspective, it also tracks why you're a fan of the Last Jedi, yeah, like I am, um, because at the same point, it 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 throws away a lot of the expectations you have yes. over the shoulder, like a lightsaber might go, um, <laughs> yes. it, in in that story at the end,
0: yeah, for sure.
2: I, Aaron, I was so sure you had something so, oh, to, say you
4: had to say.
1: I so no, anxious. I was getting ready <laughs> for the next thing.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, uh, so. Neat. Uh, which plot twist surprised you the most?
1: Ooh, mm. I'm gonna say that Fitchner surprised me the most.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah. That was yeah. a good one. Yep. yeah,
1: Because this answer. is first trilogy. <laughs> 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 and most of the plot twists, I was like, Those aren't right?
4: Fitchner. Sure. Hmm.
1: I didn't expect the bubblegum pop in, you know, ugly ass Bronzy to be the leader of the Sons of Ares.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the tying into that, the Quicksilver reveal was also pretty surprising as well for me. But I mean, the one that got me and just like destroyed me was the end of Morningstar. Mm. I, I felt Golden
1: Sun Morningstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which part? Where oh, Cassius Severo
0: Shoot, Severo. Yeah. Oh, because the snake bite. That that destroyed me because I was a Cassius fan at that point. And so I was just like, <laughs> No, like, oh, you're still like, so no, Cassius like, buddy, fan. like, no, let's not. We can't do this. Not my like, Prince Charming. So now I'm gonna have to like not like this guy, you know? Like that that was really tough for me
3: at that moment. <laughs> so Fair. I am I am I chose the same the same as your last point for the exact opposite reason, because I was so convinced that he was not a trustworthy person <laughs> and that it was a fucking huge mistake <laughs> and i felt so validated yeah by that like that's awesome by that action and then had a week to just sit on it <laughs> before i got to read the next part
1: which is your your own fault
3: <laughs> no it's crossland's fault it's cross's fault
2: yeah
1: Oh, you didn't let him keep reading?
2: No, <laughs> no, that
1: That's was like where we ended story. the episode. Damn, you're a terrible friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an emotional terrorist for
3: sure. Uh, PJ,
1: if you need therapy, just come talk to us.
2: <laughs> please,
3: please,
1: shit,
2: uh, I need <laughs> it. I've lost I my really do.
3: <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Crossland. Do this on your own. Uh, I'm joining them. no but i was so i was so convinced that it was a mistake and i felt so validated by the fact that there was this betrayal or not betrayal so much as darrow took a risk and it didn't pay off and then it was the next couple pages where it like came back and you realized it wasn't actually what it was but for me it was a giant gap so i i came in i'm like oh shit i, I put my foot in my mouth on this one um but it, it really did catch me off guard and it really like that was that was the biggest surprise for me was the fact that cassius did technically turn on what he was believing in the entire time
2: I think mine was all it will forever be the dead horses. The dead horses will forever be a moment that like shocks me to the core because I think in a number of ways it, it changed the it changed the series. That was like Wait,
1: did it change the paradigm?
2: <laughs> it did. It did change the paradigm. Oh, it shifted the paradigm. The paradigm changed. Hazard Badland, the whole thing. <laughs> uh <laughs> ah, anyway, uh, that that was a moment for me that like changed the entire series. Where it's like, okay, anything can literally happen, and the characters are going to plan things that are outside of my perspective. And that moment just broke the whole oyster open. Yeah, for me. I, I just all of a sudden it was like, okay, darrow knows something. something. Yeah, okay, he he's he's, he's like, like for some reason he's fighting more valorously than he should, and he knows that like he could just like kind of take a L here and he'd still win. Why? Why? Why does he know that? Why is that? And yeah. then they crawl out of the horses and you're like, oh, fuck. And the whole thing at that point just kind of unfolds. And the series from there just does a series of moments that are very similar to that. And they escalate in their own context.
0: Yeah, But yeah, it's a first piggyback time, on that in the, uh oh. in the first book there. That, to me, is like the moment where that book really, really levels up.
1: And you're like, oh, I just see like, what's happening.
2: You've got a series of level ups that have yeah. in there, And the first one is the, the dead horse. Yes. The second one yeah. is stealing the cook, yeah. um, June, who's really important to yeah. the entire series. Cooks are important.
0: <laughs> just like elevator operators. Right, right,
2: exactly. Exactly. It's the exact same theory. I'm so glad I got PJ bought into the idea that meals are super important in the series early. PJ was just like, oh, do I need to be looking for cooks and like meals? What are they eating? Like spaghetti?
1: The real spoiler will be when he realizes there are a lot of elevators.
0: (laughs) We're not lying.
3: (laughs) I mean... It, it has been a long-running. I don't know if it's a gag. I really don't know. I can't tell if it's a gag that cooks were the theme of the first trilogy. Well,
2: the first trilogy is over now. So we like, dealt what you with
3: think? so many like so many cooks. I think so. I think it was the it was the most important part of the entire. Series. Having
1: a good cook is really important.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You steal them. You, if they're from Earth, you can't understand them. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, Pam, what else? There were a bunch of them. There were a bunch of cooks that we dealt with. I'm down to that try that, like, small pasta parts. Whenever
1: who's holiday, shut up.
3: She's in
0: Morningstar,
3: <laughs> it's fine. She's in the, the first chapter of
2: Morningstar. Amazing!
1: Not only does she run first an elevator, couple chapters, she makes pasta. <laughs>
2: yeah. She's a great cook. There, you go. She is All right, game so game. it continues the
3: entire she series. Cook. It's cooks.
2: <laughs> okay so one what, what of our last questions here I want to talk about the villains because I don't think we've given them enough uh, if enough credence inside of our conversation so let's talk about some of our favorite moments from the villain PJ PJ talked about Aja's kind of morality from the society's perspective um, I want to hear at the very least about the jackal and Octavia plus Aja plus maybe Cassius based on PJ's opinion plus
1: that bitch Antonia <laughs>
2: mm, plus, plus Antonia herself. that bitch Antonia <laughs> Literally crucified.
1: Um, I I remember when we interviewed Pierce. He he talks about how like riding the jackal is like super easy for him. He like <laughs> I think he like actually. I mean, like
0: after talking with Pierce, I understood the jackal way more. Yeah, like I understood where he came from and like that to me is like the Not closest saying character Pierce to is Pierce evil, Brown but like yeah, the jackal, just like, the like. <laughs> That is the avatar for me for him for sure.
1: Just the like nonstop thoughts from yeah. like different angles and thinking of different paths and like, you know,
0: the logic based and just like
1: not to be like a, a creepy fan but like the genius yeah. of Pierce Brown's thought process. You you kind of see that you in see it all. how yeah. the jackal's manipulating and 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 thinking of every angle before everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Roke is a great villain, honestly.
1: Because he's certainly a villain.
0: I mean... He is. His speech to Romulus is probably my f- one of my favorite speeches in the entire series where he tells Romulus, like, I'm going to burn your fucking house down, bitch. Like, like it is great i i love that moment. bold yeah and he doesn't
1: even have his shoes on and he, and he does he's threatening it
0: so murder. perfectly yeah
2: he does it so perfectly I people with socks on all the time i don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> if i if i were threatening murder i would need shoes and a sports bra at at minimum like i would need to be ready to fight
0: me and, too yeah. Yeah, to I mean, him being your favorite character, I actually relate to that a lot. He was one of my favorite characters when I first started reading the series, and like I've grown to hate him over time, uh, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, uh, and I feel like to me that's just me becoming more and more of a howler because the howlers just detest Roke, and I don't know. I that that's like the Severo influence on on myself, but I I he is one of my favorite villains to hate because. He's so good. He's just so good at it. I love his speeches, and like I said, I think that speech to Romulus is like an all their all-timer. poetry. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah,
1: I gotta say, I I'm a fan. Uh, villain wise, can't say Apple, so I'm I'm gonna go with Nero because he's he's the big baddie from the start, mm-hmm. and I just love I love the fucking pet lions. That's super Bond villain. I and he's he's the ultimate baddie i mean he's got the power he's always seeking more power yeah he's got darrow under his control for now and obviously darrow hates him but then he respects him still even though he killed his wife and him uh, by proxy
0: one of my favorite images will always be nero on a spaceship with a lion and like the wind stars and spaceships going on like i just love that he's a super bond
1: villain it's it's great great (laughs) you know and and he's the one who gave us um the jackal and mustang i mean
2: and darrow and and darrow
1: but it it you know like these are some crazy genes we got here fair so gotta give Darrow a shout uh,
0: shout out octavia i like her as an overarching villain a lot too she's just very nefarious and just so cold blooded,
1: and you see the weird different sides of her with like the uh, propaganda uh, media so of her. Calculated. Like, like you're you're a pioneer, and yeah. then and then you meet her again. You're like, oh fuck, this old ass bitch. She just knows what lives. she's doing.
2: It is. I, I don't know if you guys have read much Neil Gaiman. Gaiman a little bit, yeah, at all. Okay, so American Gods. Yeah, there's, there's a character inside the of the story. Uh, media who's uh, Octavia is media to me in a lot of different ways, which is to say that like able to manipulate people and, and kind of take advantage of a lot of those things and change to whatever the the mantra is at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I just can't help, but feel like he was inspired by that at the same time.
0: Interesting. It's almost the
2: same character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying with Octavia. Yeah.
3: I think I'd have to say it's shorter lived than all of the other ones that we've mentioned so far, but I love Titus as a character. Titus, <laughs> yeah, he is he is Darrow without restraint. Yeah, like and he,
1: without love. He,
3: yeah, but I, I I think even even Darrow without any sort of any sort of self restraint that that is at its core what Darrow wanted to do to the Golds. Like he he understood that he needed to hold back and play the long game, but really Titus was acting in the way that Daryl wanted to be acting. I don't, so, I have to y- disagree.
1: I think Darrow always had yeah. too much empathy. You know, I don't okay. think Daryl wanted to that. be raping and torturing the golds. He just wanted to kill them all. <laughs> Yeah,
2: right. He he wasn't That's in fair. for the torture, That's but he was in for the I know, yeah, he was, was the goal, in for the like, absolute destruction. cleanse them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind <laughs> of a mentality. Yeah.
3: So, but be, being able to sort of see that realization of what unhinged revenge can look like. Mm-hmm.
1: And it end, from the it same ends upbringing. In, in death, it doesn't end in anything productive.
0: Right. It No, not right. at all. And the fact that he's Harmony's choice, uh, you know, plays into that a lot. Like, tells you a lot about Harmony as a character as well.
1: Oh, talk about her as mm. a villain! Villain. Yeah, man. Don't PJ, go too far on that. Yeah.
0: Just wait, yeah. man. Just wait.
3: I I am really curious. Um, something that really didn't get addressed is the final interaction between Darrow and Titus. That's before we knew that everything was filmed and everything was like observed Mm -hmm. because of the rings. Interesting. So we don't know necessarily what the higher ups understanding of the bloody damn like call out from Titus would have been. Mm -hmm. And that never gets addressed. I really, I really wish there was some sort of resolution there. Mm -hmm. That's one, one, one of the things from the first book that I really wish
2: had a little bit more resolution. Are you ready for the most controversial take here? What's that? Favorite villain? Do it. My favorite villain is Lorne. I think that Lorne is a villain throughout the entire series. I think that Lorne is morally correct but tends to take the wrong side on everything i think that he just has the incorrect lens because he's been raised inside the society as opposed to outside of it i think he would have decided otherwise if he would have been raised outside of it that is what separates Lorne from being my favorite character versus a villain yeah because Lorne should be my favorite character because i'm a stoic (laughs) at heart and i love marcus aurelius and i love so much of this stuff written for a lot of websites on this but i cannot at the same time side with Lorne because naturally he has a base flaw. And in fact, he is supporting the same suppressive repressive system at his core. Yeah. And so uh, I think Lorne is,
1: but what about
2: the worst embodiment of society that exists?
1: Sure. But, but like what about and Icarus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love the Griffin. <laughs>
1: It's kind we're, of his redeeming quality cool, wouldn't you digorous,
0: say yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
2: he hired a violet to like build a griffin and it's <laughs> yeah. like oh yeah Lorne did this that that negates all of the yep, crazy genocide that he committed cool against a number of other people over time yeah for sure for sure all those wars forgiven forgiven
0: I like that take. Um yeah
2: but I, I really don't think that like Lorne is, is viewed as a villain as much as he should have been I think that some of that is like his intertwining with Darrow's perspective obviously on training and the way it impacts Darrow's mm-hmm. view on everything, and right. just
0: like Darrow's monologue, I mean, like his own first person perspective on lauren Like, I think we're lucky that Lorne died in the end of Golden Sun
2: because otherwise, he would have been worse than sure. Alja was at oh, the end of Morning Star. Sure. Yeah. Like,
0: who that would have been? That would have been an be some tough different. moments. it would have been powerful if, yeah. like, lauren and Darrow ever did have to actually like face off.
1: Or have a conversation. <laughs> I mean they're the they of
0: facing off in a weird way. Right,
2: exactly. Yeah. And they were facing off like gold to gold inside of Iron inside of Golden Sun. Yeah. Um in the in those moments where he was recruiting obviously the Arcoses yeah. to the cause. And I think that at the core, most of the rest of the Arcoses would agree with the Republic and sort of the mentality that Darrow has going forward, but I don't think that Lorne him I think that Lorne himself would have had a tough time reconciling the difference is. yeah i don't think he was so he
0: was capable
2: of, i think that lauren innately is a villain and a lot of yeah. people don't think of him that way
1: but you like roke
2: i love roke, <laughs> roke is also a villain but it's the I, darndest
1: I, thing
3: i don't think it's, like i don't think it's the same thing I, I i don't think it's bad to like a villain no I agree. I, I, think I agree too. Especially in <laughs> literature. I think it's.
2: <laughs> you do agree. You do agree with that, don't you?
0: <laughs> don't say a damn a word. That is like people, I do think they screw that up a lot where it's like if you say you like a villain, like they think that you agree with everything that they do or something.
1: That's, then, I mean, mm-hmm. no, that's the what's fact good that about.
0: Conflict is interesting. It, right, exactly.
1: <laughs> it shows it's good writing. We can like good yeah. people and bad people. Yeah. And we can hate the, the the good guy.
2: Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah. Right. The Jackal is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. Sure. Like he is so well written and it, it gets even better as you understand the depth of where he's coming from and where all of this fucked up like, decision making process comes from. It's It's too it bad makes he It makes uh, it more logical.
1: It's too bad he died.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a shame. It's tough. That he got hung.
1: It's Too really bad got his feet pulled. Yep. Never comes back.
3: Not at all. Well, I mean, Darrow got his feet pulled.
1: That's true.
2: <laughs> hey. I love the paranoia that we're
3: inspiring in PJ
2: now. This is amazing. This is amazing.
1: Hey, we always need more elevator operators,
2: so <laughs> we do need elevator operators for sure. Any other thoughts on villains?
1: You know, we get a lot more of them coming up.
2: If you like Uh, villains, so you will like the second trilogy. The sequel series has many. (laughs) We
1: we actually, I feel like we have more villains than we can handle. So
2: more villains (laughs) than protagonists, most of the time.
1: (laughs) Dark Age is like that meme. This is fine.
2: Yeah,
3: but
1: the flames (laughs) are villains on
3: fire. Yeah, what this this series has done for me at least is really cement the fact that villains are entirely objective or subjective 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 right in that given the right light everyone can look like a hero and everyone can look like a villain sure there, there is so much so much depth to everybody in this series that if they're a villain they they are a villain because we see things through darrow's eyes but if we don't they're an upstanding member of the of the society
0: yeah that's one of that my favorite doing things exactly what they about were raised to do rogue yeah. is he's the hero of his story like and he yeah. is a, a societal hero like that is why this I don't know that's why this series is so great like a character can, that's why he's a problem yeah. yeah
1: I don't like how rogue friendly this episode is getting yeah
0: <laughs> We have a whole, like, hour and a half podcast, like, basically calling Roke a bitch, so I think we're okay.
1: <laughs> Roke is a piece of shit.
2: Let's be clear. Roke is a piece of shit, but on the front half of the series, he had a chance, and he had more of a chance than Tactus had, and all I'm saying is a lot more people apologize Tactus's behavior, yeah. despite Roke being mostly just a friendly guy. Yeah. I just
1: uh, like to reminisce about when Roke was the most hated instead of the current most hated person. Or most most <laughs> cause ca- yeah. cause the most discord on the boards,
0: right? Yeah, he True. was <laughs> he was the pre- <laughs> Roke like was Roke the Roke
1: was the first like <laughs> oh my god you are a Roke sympathizer <laughs> <laughs> gross.
2: Should, should I take my headphones no, off? So you you can
3: talk?
4: <laughs> oh, no, you're
2: good. You're good. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about our last question of the show for the most part what is your favorite scene or moment from the original trilogy so picking that apart there are a lot of like basic moments here like a lot of people might say the gala mm-hmm. um gala. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wipe the gala, yeah, let's as an take the gala. gala. we'll just take the gala out yeah. because gala. it's a great moment the yeah. gala
0: gala because it's
1: obviously <laughs> the best moment
0: it is one of the best moments leave me alone <laughs> but yeah
1: just spilling a decanter of wine in your enemy's lap like Mwah
2: yes very good give me more of that so so we'll we'll clean that out because it's a a clean favorite for, for most of the people here but without that moment what are some of your favorites let's start with uh ben
0: uh just off the top of my head i love the imagery and language used during the iron rain it just is incredible um just one of the that's just yeah it's just one of my favorite writing sequences from pierce uh i just think he does so like yeah he just kills it in that moment so that the imagery that he creates in that moment is just beautiful um uh, and horrifying and it's just exactly what an iron rain would be and uh you, you picked my favorite moment <laughs> so and
2: my favorite quote yeah so, fuck you anyway
0: <laughs> uh i also let's see i think another one of my uh favorite moments is after the gala actually and it's darrow and Sevro launching themselves into the uh what becomes the packs, and then ragnar presenting his stains i love that just the that
1: was mine thanks freaking that was mine also (laughs)
0: i'll I'll take everybody's moment what else you guys are you God child in,
2: in the Anilio. like yeah. right, The moment where he's like,
3: <laughs> Oh the, no, mine, mine was the, uh, the starshell shell moment. Yeah. Because we got uh. so blue balls by the beginning or by the end of the, uh, the Academy. Yeah. yeah. And finally getting that payoff of getting the star shelled into the hull of a ship. <laughs> like
0: that, that was that mine. Was, that was pretty nuts. Okay. okay. The adrenaline junkie madness of that moment is just like, it's, and it, comes off of the heels of a chase so it's just like ending that sequence and then Ragnar showing up and and Ragnar is just it's such an incredible Just character. everything Ragnar like, I love Ragnar deeply. Um just uh. deeply. And <laughs> he him showing up in that moment and then knowing where that relationship goes is just I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, and plus the Darrow Severo Ragnar dynamic is just incredible, and you get that in that moment where, especially like you get Severo like cracking all his jokes, and then Ragnar shows up, and he's just like, "I think you should say yes, dude." Like (laughs) this (laughs) fucking guy is scary,
1: and and you you get because uh, Darrow takes a little break, you know, in in a box. Um, you get Ragnar and several getting their own relationship. Yeah. So then that really even improves on their three amigos vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a great, <laughs> it's, it's bittersweet. I know. Well, since Ben took them all, I guess I'll say, I took the two best, um, took
2: all three of the best. Moments, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I love, I love everything. Several. I love how vulgar and, um, insecure he is at the same time. He's like the, the, biggest shit talking insecure little man you've ever met well, but I especially love that he's vulnerable vulnerable enough um to Darrow that Daryl feels like okay it's this it's now or never like it's several or nothing and he when he reaches out and tells several the secret with him that him. Oh. He's a red. I think that's a huge turning point in Darrow's story. And it, it just shows how good of a friend and how good of a character Severo is and how he can stand on his own. And then going with the Severo five, obviously, when he gets the snake snake bite. And says, Fuck. Uh,
4: Fuck. And he's like, I'm going to kill
1: you. I'm going to kill you in your face. You? <laughs> so,
3: so amazing. So, That's all great. Yeah. I, I don't want to step on it much because I, I, I think I agree with you for the most part. But the there is one thing to kind of mention with what you brought up in that Darrow didn't choose to to tell several that he was red. And I. I'm curious what you think about the implications of that and how their relationship could have been different if that wasn't the case.
0: I just don't think they
3: ever...
1: I mean, th- there's a stopping point to all of Darrow's relationships. Right. And you, you see
2: Including it... Including Roke, yeah. most importantly. Well, Roque. you
1: you see it in a lot Our of boy. them where he never tells them and then Roque. they find out and it's, it's oh, now we have to kill them. <laughs> like, now we're at war. You know, so yeah, I no, no. Darrow didn't choose in like he knew that Severo knew, but he did. He did choose to like tell the truth in that moment. He could have like tried Mm -hmm. to talk his way.
0: I like that Severo is like Mm -hmm. putting it on him. Yeah, Severo's like,
1: what do you have to tell me? Because if you don't fucking tell me, I already know. You know, it's kind of one of those like either. Either trust me and like say it to my face, or we're no longer friends and I'm gonna have to stab you in the yeah, back. Yeah,
0: I like that Sebro right. did that to him. And just God, kind of, yeah, you can actually like feel the weight lifting from Darrow when he says, Oh, that yeah, to I mean, Sebro, it's crazy. He's been
1: so alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's one of the few moments
2: that truly breaks me. Yeah, like, break down, and I'm like almost crying. It's Whew. like, Oh no, oh, it's fucking
1: really brotherhood, long. man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We don't deserve I Severo, think- <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, he becomes a um, elevator operator <laughs> uh-huh. in the next book. Has that joke died yet? No, amazing. Still was that one too many?
3: <laughs> what What happened <laughs> first? Punchline? Was it Severo or Ragnar that happened first? I can't remember. Severo, Severo happened. Severo happened first. first? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, that's the right several way it for comes it to with to whole
2: the not holocron um, of uh, of images that explains that
0: Aries Yeah, he, what like not. what dancer retouch yeah. them or whatever, right? Yeah. 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 PJ, did you say your favorite moment?
3: I mean, I did. I I, I said the <laughs> the star shell thing, but um...
1: Ben said it.
3: I'll back. Like I'll, I'll I'll choose something else, and I think I'll go with the. Uh, the moment in the in the pond or the lake at the institute
1: oh, with oh. Cassius and oh, no, Cassius. what a good choice. Oh, with Cassius. I was thinking yeah. of yeah, Cassius. a different it's, yeah. Pond it's
3: Mustang, right? Kind of like yeah, right. Yeah, Mustang on the outside of the lake. Yeah, yeah, stocking the outside of the lake. It's just it's it's tense and it's it's bonding beyond anything else like it, it is high stakes bonding without <laughs> without being able to
0: choose yeah. anything otherwise
1: they show great buoyancy in that moment
0: <laughs> they do
3: nice.
0: they do well those are like the moments that bind cassius and darrow again back in Morningstar. it comes back around like all those little moments like that the race,
2: into And and again, Roke was reflecting on those moments, and they showed up on his vid, which is why Cassius and Darrow both reflected on them, which led to the finale. So, Roke is really the hero here.
4: wow.
2: Boom! <laughs> I did it! Incredible. I mean,
3: he's a dead hero, so we'll take that for what it is.
2: The dead poet. Deservedly dead, for the record. We should but, start
3: a society uh, no. around him. <laughs> Dead
2: Poet Society. <laughs> dead, the, the Dead Roke Society. I'm, I'm the only leader of the Dead Roke Society.
1: Cross, is that your favorite it's moment? A great call. When uh, Roke chaps his head off.
0: <laughs> that is a very sad moment. <laughs> when they shoot him into the sun
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know that that whole that whole chapter I think is actually very indicative of I've talked about this on our podcast a little bit but I think that it there's a lot of uh, poetry and specifically what Darrow talks about in the poem that he reads when Rok's shot into the sun is that a betrayer someone who appears to be a betrayer could actually be the person that they need to show up in the end and revive themselves to show up and solve the problem Mm -hmm. which is uh, Shakespeare (laughs) poems (laughs) poems <laughs> simply <laughs> that i talked about uh in the episode but yeah i i, I think that specifically no my favorite moment no. <laughs> does not revolve around rogue my favorite moments i mean the dead horses stick with me a lot of the moments we've talked about stick with me i think a moment that changes everything inside of my head is the moment when darrow shifts And decides instead of to make an emotional decision, to make a largely tactical decision and to bomb the Ganymede docks is my favorite moment in the entire series because he... Genocide's your favorite moment? He he (laughs) decides, yes, he decides in that moment to forego other people's opinions, to push past... Anything and everything that anyone else believes, he is finally making his Severo-level decision, where Severo said, we need to kill you know, the enemies when we have the chance. He's making that decision for the first time, mm-hmm. and I think that even though there are obviously going to be consequences that come from that moment, that decision, it is so important to his character, and it is defining where he finally sure. decides to make those those decisions. He makes them again after that moment inside of the room inside of the dragon's maw um with Octavian and whatnot like he he kind of like makes active sacrificial decisions but not to that level.
1: Fair. I like it. So. Kind of a dark Dark favorite moment. Pretty dark. I know, I know. I, I, I like... It. We we Only we, a rogue sympathizer <laughs> would pick such a moment.
2: <laughs> we ruled out a lot of other moments based on what other people have said. So, rolling into it, I think that that moment is so important to the rest of the series and I think it's brilliantly written. Yeah. And it subverts it, like it subverts every expectation that you have of Darrow, yeah. but within a way that's logical for his decision-making complex. Very sure, well said.
1: Sure, Yeah. Kira Morga.
3: So... coming coming from somebody who hasn't listened to you guys' podcast and knowing crossland tries not to like retread on things that you guys have brought up but knowing that you ben are a history buff have you guys talked about horatio nelson and the relationship between him and broke no i don't go that deep Who, who is that crossing you you give a dissertation horatio you know nelson was
2: a was an admiral in the mid 1850s um who won uh, a big at a big naval battle for the uk against france in the napoleonic wars which established the uk's dominance for like the next hundred years ish in uh in naval oh, okay. and allowed for them to conquer a lot of the areas including india and otherwise across the court c- So Nelson Roke is continually compared to Nelson Nelson Horatio Nelson, meaning that the victories that he won would be so far reaching as to assume that they would control the areas, even if they won minor conflicts. He won Nelson won with nearly a third of the ships inside of the conflict. As the opposing force. So that's what's so wild is he actually changed. He changed the paradigm where instead of the modern ships, which would run past each other, he turned horizontally his ships and shot them as they were oncoming to run past each other. So he was taking out ships on the vertical versus the horizontal. Just so smart. Weird from an admiral position. Weird from everything else as we know and we think about combat. But yeah, that's man. I got into a little
0: nautical combat history books. That stuff was wild. It, like it gets
2: weird when you start to like think about the way that people are like, okay, so it's going to take me four hours yes. to spin around, and it's like, oh my god! That stuff I was like, just
0: like, damn, I could have to do I'm math. I'm so glad I'm not doing that. Like I'm so glad <laughs> I'm born in 1987. Holy shit! Oh my god! Yeah, right.
1: Don't tell them how yeah. old you are. Gross.
2: I think people know. 94, <laughs> 93. No, you're ninety-four,
0: right? Are ninety-four. Yeah. yeah, right. I think people. You can guys tell are basically
1: Gen Z. I think
0: people can tell how old we are by Mummy reference. <laughs> so,
1: what the Mummy we're was a both, great. We're movie. all
0: millennials, <laughs> and yes, it was a great. movie. I learned Arabic
1: because of that movie. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. She did I didn't I wanted to be I an archaeologist
0: because of that. <laughs> that was one of my favorite podcast so, moments was when you told Heather about the mummy. And I was like, Aaron.
1: She doesn't know what that is.
0: Heather was born a year after the mummy came <laughs> out. So
1: <laughs> oh. dude. The- <gasps> the fucking Beatles still give me nightmares rip
2: (laughs) yeah no joke no joke first nightmare ever was those Beatles. oh Oh my god all right well we've approached the end of our questions of the end of the podcast here so uh what, what we've got basically left is whatever you guys want to say about your podcast about the show about anything else whatever you guys want to say it's it's your your stump speech sure
1: Okay, we're Howler Pod. Yeah. You can find us online. If you've read all the books, you should check us out.
0: We are the podcast for howlers. If you want to go deep, if you want to if
1: you if you're vulgar and like to have fun, if you like to have fun, uh and 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 dick around a little bit while talking about road rising, we are your podcast.
0: Yes, and we can be found, you know, on all your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook,
1: Etsy. Also, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Right. Uh, We just got on Audible. We did. Thanks to a Facebook post. Someone couldn't (laughs) find us on Audible because we weren't on there. We didn't know. Um, I didn't know you could listen to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to books on Audible, not podcasts. That's fine.
0: All of our social media is uh, at HowlerPod.
1: H o w l e r p o d w yes that's right yep and Ben t- what are we doing in the future <laughs> uh,
0: we've got some plans we'll probably be back I don't know late summer early fall we'll see well we've got some plans for a new season um, obviously it's not a new book yet so we have has we have some ideas popping around I need to clear them with the boss over here first and and make sure that <laughs> she's up for it. Ben and tells
1: me what to do and I show up. It's <laughs> fine.
0: And then uh yeah, we'll probably have some new episodes out later later this year. Um and I just want to say thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, out this was, was fun. Freaking really cool. This was a blast. <laughs> I,
1: I just got two new friends.
0: I know. That's
2: fantastic. <laughs> All of our guest spots are like a wild a wild shot in the dark for the most part. So it's like please dear God
0: enjoy our company. And we're so glad. This is so much fun. <laughs> I really hope that comes through on the podcast because we had a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Just to, just to give a little bit of perspective on like our plan for the podcast versus how it went down. (laughs) It was like an hour and a half of recording before we got to the first question. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just so much natural back and forth. It felt so good to have that really, really natural conversation. I blame
1: tequila.
2: (laughs) Tequila is I the hero tequila. of this episode, I think. <laughs> tequila is the hero and the theme of this entire episode. W-
1: Words in Tequila podcast. Mm.
2: There Thank we you go. Aphrodisiacs <laughs> this episode. No fun. All right, well, next week we're going to be reading until we we are starting Iron Gold, which is crazy at this point for me in my head as I think about the series and I'm so glad we're here now. Catch up um, PJ? We're going to be reading We're going to be reading until page 54, which I think is chapter 8. We're going to be reading up until chapter 8 or through chapter 7, depending on how you think about that. Very, very excited to start entering the multi-point POVs that we're going to be experiencing inside. Yeah, I'll be really interested
0: to hear PJ's opinion on that.
1: It's fun. With PJ, we can, like, revisit who we used to be. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I can be new again. Yeah, I remember when I was naive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic! We're very excited. All right, I'll I'll just shit
3: on that point with cynicism. <laughs> now,
2: so you
3: know. <laughs> so that's where we'll leave you for the week. Please continue to listen to us, to listen to Howler Pod, to give us some love on our our respective social media pages. We are at Words and Whiskey on both. Twitter Words, whiskey pod.
2: Words Whiskey Pod Words Whiskey Not Pod Words
3: and Whiskey Words Whiskey Pod on Instagram and Twitter I just log on to it I don't look at what our our tags are Our website is wordsandwhiskey.show where you can find us we post all the pictures of our uh our cocktails and anything else related to the show If you are so inclined review us on what iTunes Spotify whatever else Except
1: Stitcher. It. I think Stitcher, Stitcher takes does reviews. it? Alright.
2: <laughs> Something
3: like that. So Do for, that too.
1: for words and whiskey, we have to say five stars only. If you don't give them five stars only, then we will give you an extra snake bite and you'll have a fucking heart attack and die.
3: There you go. Thank there you. You, you, go. For you, that. you heard it. You heard it straight from her. She'll she'll do it personally. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, will Aaron will kill is you. Brutal. <laughs> uh, with that, I will see you next week. Love you all. See you next week.
1: Omnisphere lupus.
3: <laughs> Ow! Oh!